Today's guest is uh, is a man who first had me on a podcast as a human, and he is one half of a member of Fighter and the Kids. He is an actor, an entertainer, and and a knowledgeable man. Uh, today's guest is comedian Brian Callens. I wouldn't do it like on an... I wouldn't fuck Tim Welch up regularly. It would be... have to be a special occasion. Yeah. Tim will grab you, though. Let, let him grab, man. He's got a bag of tricks on him. That's why I've been getting lean, bro. Is that right? Yeah. See, Less to grab, bro. You want to get me, you better get me by an organ. <laughs> because they can't... Because their hands just fall off. It's like trying to grab a dolphin or something. Oh, it's, yeah. It's like trying you know to grab... I mean? Oh, yeah. It's like, like trying to grab... Uh, it's like, like, like It's trying to grab the, the top of a cave, like an old cave, or a piece of marble that's yes. been tread upon for many, many years. When you go to a... It's like trying to grab diarrhea if somebody's on an all-oil diet. <laughs> yeah, that's Impossible. true. Sometimes when you go in the... Um, if you're in like Rome or you're... You, it, there's a well where people have been getting their water and mm-hmm. the marble is actually worn away from where people have been leaning. No so way. Yes. So that's when you know. Or steps. You can walk in. Um, oh yeah, there's some steps, dude, in bro, the old country. And you and you and it's there's an indent. The marble has been worn away from where people have walked. My friend lives in a villa, like that. Wow. In in. Uh, Is he in, rich? In Rovereto, or Trentino, in the north of Italy. Jesus. He used to be rich. I'll sprain my neck even saying that. I know the way they said Rovereto, Trentino. Oh. Dude, by the time they're done saying it, I'm freaking nude, huh? <laughs> um, Are we rolling? Yeah, man. Nice. And I'm not saying that I would take Tim Welch. I want to... Well, that's what you said, though. But you I'm... said, I'll take Tim Welch. <laughs> Look, I think I... that's exactly what you said. So I'd like to... I, no, Tim I Welch meant friend, what I That's meant. Sugar Sean O'Malley's coach. Yeah. Now, I, I, I rolled with him. And when I say rolled with him, we did a little flow grappling, a little light flow grappling. Okay. On the and ground or on the feet only? Just on the feet and okay. the ground. Feet on the ground. We go feet and ground. We go mm-hmm. feet and ground. And then sometimes I go in the air if I'm doing kung fu. And uh, uh, he's a gorilla now. Yeah. He's a gorilla. That's a different kind of strength. That's a man who hasn't stopped training and fighting forever. Well, he likes to sit. I know he has that. Like a lot of gorilla, you'll see the the... The orangutans, they will play in the trees. They'll be milling around. Orangutan. Yeah, orangutan. Means person of the forest. Trading a dookie with another one. But you'll see the gorilla's always sitting there, and he just gets into some big beefy. He's like a man orangutan, isn't he? He he really is. Yeah. Because he's a ginger. Yeah. Yeah, he's one of the rare ranga gingers. He's a ranga ginger. Or uh, what do they call him in Australia? They call him uh, gingers. Gangers? I don't think they're all Australian. Ginger. Instead of ginger, if you pronounce oh, a, it ganger. Oh, really? A ganger. Gengas. Yeah, these gangers. Yeah, he's a, he's a different kind of ginger, though. There's a and brown I'm not him. saying I will take him. I meant I will take him somewhere if he needs a ride. That's oh. what I meant. I meant I will Uber. All right. For all Tim right. Watch. Look at him, though. Wow. No, Tim, Tim, will, Tim will. 
And so will Sean. Sean, Sean O'Malley, it's so funny because he fights at 135 and and I'm 170. And obviously, obviously he'd knock me out right now. It'd you be think? Like, yeah, it'd be like, all right, let's go. Pop! And, then, you know, and if, God forbid you try to roll with him because he'd do something like get you in an, in an ankle lock or whatever. Oh. How do you want to lose? You oh. want to fight Sugar Sean O'Malley? <laughs> yeah, if you and I have to fight Sugar O'Malley, <laughs> how do you want to lose? The question is, Theo Bryan, how do you want to lose? How do you want to lose? Do you want him? Do you want an ankle lock? Do you want to get knocked out? Just, just, just tell. I think you got to get him in that hard scarf, baby. That's the only way to go. Well, yeah, you I know. Got, I but I know. Look, I there's rumors out there about Sugar Sean's that he he can kick you and play uh, Beethoven on your ribs <laughs> with his toes at the same time. Yes, he can. Like there's just the level of speed that he has. Is, well, he's uh, got he's got an ass on him. See if you can bring up Sugar Sean. O'Malley's ass. He's got a tailpiece. Does he? Yeah, he's a thin guy. Wears, he likes to wear tight pants, as well he should. And he's got an ass. My girlfriend was like, he's got an ass on him. Really? Yeah, she was How can you drawing. even have an ass at 135? you got to really get to 140 to even have that well, ass. Well, he walks around probably at 155, 160. That's a good point. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I hope his, uh, he has tarsal. He had a tarsal issue, I think. So hopefully his tarsals are, oh, are tightening up. I hate up. having a tarsal issue i don't really do we have to look at the ass of this man no, right now no, i mean we don't i i believe you but I, I you know what i i i i feel like i notice if somebody has an ass and i don't and there he is fighting josh brolin right there <laughs> <laughs> yes he did and josh beat him up oh yeah i know i can see that i had but josh is from me. a different era yeah he's from like the mesoloic dog well, he's from old school i had a bunch of stuntmen talking about they worked on old boy i think it's called mm -hmm. that that remake of that korean movie. oh the japanese movie yeah korean movie well and, <laughs> come on we man. know what you're saying yeah you, you know what i'm talking about yeah and uh they all the stuntmen said that guy is very strong who brolin yeah he was he was he's a bull like he was able to do a lot of his own stunts they were they were actually shocked at how strong he was Oh, I shook his hand before, and it's like, you know when you get up to, like, a, a door and it's locked? Yeah. It's the same type of thing. Yeah. Like, oh, you can't yeah. really do much. I've sh I, I shook uh, a guy named Rich Incognito's hand. He's, he plays. Yeah, yeah. I think a defensive tackle or an offensive tackle. For yeah, he game. called out that gay, the other gentleman who he got an argument with, the gay, the Larry Tunsil or whatever, I think that was gay. Yeah, he got in trouble for bullying, I think, but he's always been a tough Which guy. Which you should do, I feel like, if your job is being this guy. Yeah. Now, he's so big, though. Like, Is I, that I, Kyle Turley's son, dude? It might. <laughs> Wait, go to that, that picture right there where he's got that Bills hat on. Right there. Look at how look at how just thick he is. Oh yeah. Look at how thick he is. Thick, he's thick. a he's a blonde silverback. I couldn't put my he he I couldn't put my hand. So when I shook his hand, mm -hmm. my hand didn't reach all the way around his palm. So his oh. palm is two of mine. It was so weird. And then so he, did it go both hands on his hand like I that? I had to go. Yeah, I had to go. I had to go like this. Use one hand as your knuckles and one hand as your hand. I said, "How much did you squat? How much did you squat?" He goes, "Well." I mean, I used to, when I was going crazy, you know, probably, I don't know, 805. I went, Damn. he had to add the five pounds to the eight. Yeah, he got it. I think he yelled at Tiger Woods' son or whatever. <laughs> Jonathan Martin. Jonathan Martin. There it is. Um, if you but, could be a pro athlete at one sport, what would it be? Because mm, you played what? Basketball? Football? Played basketball. You want to bring up the picnic? We got a pick here. Well, when we, we call him Pick, that's his nickname is Picnic. Picnic. <laughs> when we when we need a JPEG. Oh, I got you. you 
You know, Nick was a premature baby. Do you know that? He's a tall kid, so I'm surprised. <laughs> he got a lot of. You, you probably well, drank up, a lot back. of milk as a boy. I did. I do love milk. And back, you, back, you, back, Nick. You come from. I'm uh, gonna guess. Uh, I'm gonna come. I'm gonna guess you come from Scandinavian stock. I actually don't know my family history that well. He was adopted by his grandmother, dude. Mm. I think so. I'm like German Irish. Look at look at Theo Vaughn. There I am, right there, dog. Wow. Wow, now you're the only white kid on that team? Well, the other kid behind me was white and black. Okay, so you were you were the minority in that group. Yeah. You keep in touch with any of those guys? Mm. A lot of these guys didn't have phones then. Uh, do they have phones now? Maybe. Some of them. Maybe. One guy was 35 years old, the guy on the top right. <laughs> he looks like it. Yeah. Dude, he would drop his son off at school in the morning and then pretend that he wasn't going to school and then come into school. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah, he looks he looks like he's got a mortgage, all kinds of issues. Oh, yeah, definitely, man. Damn. Basketball. So, Funny how skinny we were as kids. Oh, crazy, huh? And then when you're skinny, your uh, adults go, you're going to fill out. Yeah. I never filled out. Really? No. What's one of, what is one of, how do you age gracefully? I know that you've been aging or getting into aging. Yeah, yeah, I've been getting into And aging. how do you age gracefully? Do you feel like. Um, Stay productive? Sleep. Well, physical. Let's start with physically. You sleep is the most important. Most people are underslept. Really? But that requires. But then, if you're going to talk about I'll fucking sleep, sleep, Tim Welts, dude. <laughs> Damn, dude. Sorry, dog. Dude, you got. I don't know. Look, dude, I, you're coming hard on. You're coming hard on Tim Welts right none, now. None of this is going to end well, uh, dude. He's. I know he's, that. I can feel how mad he is right now. I My know. My phone's that, blowing up. Tim already hears this. I know that none of this is going to end well. Tim, calm down. Yeah. I'll talk sense into him. Damn, I dude. know that none of this is going to end well or age well. Damn. When there's a video years from now of Tim fucking just sending me to Sayonara just, Town. Yeah, yeah. It was just working your body so he doesn't oh, knock yeah, you out at first, yeah. just hitting you in the liver. Hey, hey, hey. He'll dress up like a lumberjack and just literally <laughs> chop me down just chop with his down. axe feet. You look like a piece of wood to me. <laughs> cha cha. Um, meet my Paul Bunyans. He'll dress up like a woodpecker for yeah. Halloween and just show up at a party I'm at and just take it to my neck. He'll just take his feet and go, I got bunions on my feet. Time for you to meet my Paul Bunyans yeah. and start just kicking you about the legs until oh, you dude. get blood clots. And I'll gotta just rush you to the hospital. Babe, the blue blood clot. Oh, they can kick you. When they kick you down oh. here or behind the knee, that Muay Thai shit, you can keep it. They just have different bones. We got Corey Sanhagen coming in today. Corey Sanhagen is Corey Sanhagen. And I, I, his, his coach, Christian Allen, I watched that kid train before anybody knew who he was. I was at high altitude. Really? And that dude is. And how do you get in, up to high altitude? You don't have to have ladders to get into the building or no, something. No, no, no. It's just in Denver. You just go to Denver. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's Cody uh, Donovan's uh, school. And, and Christian Allen, who's a genius. A genius. He's a ninja. Christian Allen's a ninja. Wow. And Christian Allen is, that was his protege. Really? I took a couple striking classes from Christian Allen, which I have no business doing. There's no, I'm, there's no, absolutely no reason. But I would go back to my boxing gym mm -hmm. and use just some of the shit he taught me. And it would fucking, they'd be like, what is that? It just He's just like, he's, he's this creative savant. Mm -hmm. And Corey Sanhagen is a product of that. And Corey, Corey Sanhagen has been training since he was 16 years old. Wow. I don't see anyone in the 35-pound division. I mean, I all due respect to everybody there because that's a stacked division. But anybody who fights Sanhagen, if I had to put my money on the future champion, I got to be honest, it's Sanhagen. Well, he looks the, – the thing when you're watching him also, he looks like he has another 200 fights in him. 
Well, he does. Like he just he does. I think at that weight too, those guys just don't wear down as as quickly. He doesn't take a lot of punishment. Number one. Yeah, and he's just on the move so much. And he's also five eleven, five ten, eleven. So he's like my height. I'm six four, but he's but I slouch. And when I slouch, mm-hmm. but he's tall and he gets down to thirty five. And so he's doing shit. It's this new shit. You know, I was talking to uh, Malik, who grew up boxing on a Larry Malik. No, Malik B. Oh, oh and, yeah, sorry. and Larry Malik. He keeps changing his name, dude. It's Malik. Malik. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the weirdest thing. Sometimes you meet a black guy who doesn't know how to pronounce his or name. It's Malik. It's like, yeah, Malik. Dude. Could be it's Malik. Like, it's Malik. 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 Yeah. I call him Malik. I don't know. I like. I like the soft A. I like. Look and look. Honestly, seasonally, I will change up <laughs> how I do the vowels in his name. I will also call him Malak. Malak is good. You know? Malak. If it's an Egyptian holiday, yeah. I'll fucking go full Malak on him. Malik. You know what Malik means in Arabic? Uh-uh. King. No way. Yeah. He is kind of a king, man. Yeah. Um, but he was telling me how boxing has changed. When he Now he tries to spar with these younger dudes. They're doing shit he hasn't seen. Wow. They're doing weird... Because everything evolves. People come up with... If you're in a gym and everybody's doing the same thing, you start getting used to each other's patterns. Then somebody comes along with... Somebody innovates something different. Yeah. Somebody goes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come in with a, a lead uppercut you know, and in a hook, and you're like, well, I, but that's not supposed to be... That's not what happens. But he's a he's an unbelievable boxer, man. Malik Bazo? Oh, dude. Try try boxing with that guy. I'm not fighting that guy. He'll sleep you. I'm not going to fight him. No, But wait, we were talking about... And yeah, uh, we were talking about oh sleep. Great. So Asian the fighter has more. The fighter and the kids has more fighters on it now. Yeah, yeah. So it's interesting because the only kids on there is Chappelle and Brendan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it's you and Mala, my, Mala, Michael. My, Michael. Mal. <laughs> Michael. What's that, what season is it? <laughs> you know, no, but you yeah. asked me how I age gracefully. Yeah, let's get back into that, man. So first, I want to know physically, how do you age gracefully? First of all, I think you have to sleep is everything. Okay. So, but the problem with that is that people go, I don't sleep well. Well, are you eating a lot before you go to bed? What kind of food are you eating? Are you on any kind of like stimulants? Now, what if you have a couple good diet of chocolates? It depends. But as you get older, you're going to have more and more of a problem. Mm. As you get older, you, you could, you, when I was younger, I could drink a bottle of wine, red wine. No problem. Really? I had energy. I had energy. Wow. What was it in? Was it in like one of those? Can you bring up a cask of red wine, please? <laughs> I just want to know. I drank what, it from a cask. Did you? Actually, actually, you drink it from a from a from a leather bladder. From, <laughs> That's from what a I was, flask. Yeah. From an old school flask. I've heard stories of. Uh, yeah, if, can we get an image of a cask of red wine? Yeah, that's mm. a cask. I think it's mm. a wine cask. See that? You know There's what I was looking barrels. for more? I was looking uh, more for the an old timey old. A, a cask is what you you transport it in, maybe, or just you store it in, or you you age it in, but but uh. A flask, you use a, a leather a leather flask, you know. I'm but, thinking, yeah, more of like that bladder, that more like. That, that would probably change the taste of the wine, you see. You understand? So you need, what you need is you need a glass bottle. You age it under preferably 55 but what degrees. bitch wants to pull out a glass bottle with his buddies? You guys are all on a mountainside That's relaxing. The, yeah. the women are, wa- you know, if they want to do it, are doing washing down by the creek. Or collecting berries. Or, yes. If it's, a traditional, if it's a traditional hike, they're gathering and you guys are hunting. Right. I mean, I, I right. Mean, everybody's we, playing there. Everybody's doing helping out. And there's a room for the other person. There are other genders that might be represented there who yeah. might do both. Right. Right, or who might choose 
Right, to do, yeah. Maybe one day the biggest hunter's like, oh, I'm going to go hunt berries. You know, that's right. Like, whoa, 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 that's right. Calm down, my lot. Yeah. <laughs> we need you back up here, dog. Um, yeah, but you. So, okay, so sleep, sleep, water. And then um, I think I actually believe in. Now, do you do water not, before you go to sleep? Sometimes, but I think more importantly is in the morning. And then what I think is important is not eating too much, never overloading your system. Never. So if you, I do think uh, intermittent fasting is a really good idea. Wow. And I think eating simply and not overloading your body. You can feel it. Dude, I've done, I haven't done intermittent fasting, but I've had mittens on before and it's so hard to fucking eat with mittens on. <laughs> and that's the same goddamn thing. Yeah. How are you supposed to butter your toast with mittens? Oh, dude, you know it's almost impossible. It's impossible. And then you're spitting out whoop, whoop, oh, yeah. damn it. And it's like, at least they're wool though. And why do you wear wool when you, why do you wear wool when you're hunting? Because you are trying to attract animals? No. Because you need... Why would you wear wool instead of cotton? I would wear wool instead of cotton because wool is warmer. Well, it is, especially when? When it is nighttime. When it gets wet. When it gets wet. Yeah. So wool gets wet better? Yeah. If you... Cotton kills. You, you, if you get wet in cotton, you're going to die. Oh. If you get wet in wool, wool will actually keep you warm it's it acts like almost like an insulating like a like a it's almost like a uh wetsuit so you'll stay alive longer in wool you don't want to be wet period but wool, wool. so that's why your first two layers when you go hunting or in the wilderness is always wool you don't you can use polyester maybe but you want wool I don't want to do, I want to do, if I'm going outside, I like to have on wool socks. I, actually, if I'm on a long distance flight, I'll even wear wool socks. Yeah. That's where I'm at age-wise. I got all kinds of things about, I'm terrified of the cold. I'm afraid really? of the cold. The cold makes me a coward. So I always have warm shit in my car, including fire making material. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So does that, so I guess I do, but not really. I mean, if I can, you know, you live in Venice. So I it's kind of like. In case Venice goes there's to There's enough the, homeless dudes making fires. I know, but in case days. it goes to the wolves, maybe the vegetation. Oh, for sure. Ve there's a virus and vegetation gets crazy and now we're in this tropical jungle because of global warming and now I got to make a fire. Here's a question right here, man, from Peter, Peter Rion, son. <laughs> hey, Peter, take your hood off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Damn, kid. What's up, Brian? What's up, Theo? Coming here from Los Angeles. I uh, ran into Brian about two years ago in Venice. It was too much of a bitch to say what's up. My biggest regret in life, pretty much. But uh, speaking of Venice. I didn't see you. I would have said, maybe, yeah, uh, hi. Brian, you can talk about. No, he said he was a bitch for not saying hi to you. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I respect cool. the fact you thought he called that you were the bitch. No, I always <laughs> say hi. I'm always super nice. Gym vibes. Uh, a lot of homosexuality there. Um, Amen, brother. A lot of people touching people in odd places. Yeah. Uh, you have any experience with that? Maybe some tips on how to uh, navigate the waters and just get your workout in. Yeah. A true alpha like Brian would know. Uh, thanks. And he, he was talking about specifically the Venice Golds. Yeah. Well, I'm very, very appreciative of that question because I was working out in the Golds in Hollywood when oh. I was a young man. And I was cute. When I was a young man, I knew I was getting older because gay men stopped looking at me. Oh, you yeah. understand? Now, when I was younger... They just give you money at that point. Yeah. When I was younger, I was skinny, and I, but I had a, a pretty face. I had a pretty, I had a delicate mm. nose, and mm. I, I, my, my jaw was well-defined. Oh, had, damn. You know Write this I mean? down, Nick. And my, I had heavy eyelids. I had not, not heavy eyelids, but I, you could see the... I just, oh, yeah. You could see the meat Even though eyes. I just had my lids, it doesn't work, you know, so I, had, I, I, look, I was cute. And uh, <clears throat> I was doing 
I was doing these. I never liked lifting weights. I was just like whatever. But I'm there and I'm doing. I'm doing. Well, those wrong. are unique too. Those are those kind of like I'm a kangaroo. Look at me. You know. Yeah, those it's are those for your weird... triceps. I never could do. I hated working out where I was just doing curls. I was like, I I can't do it. I want to do something with like where I'm. I feel like I'm I'm becoming more athletic, not yeah. not not looking like a bodybuilder. Right. right. So I'm doing this stupid bodybuilding thing, and a guy gets behind me. Oh. He gets behind me and mm. goes, doing it wrong. A white guy? Yep. Ugh. He goes, you're doing it wrong. What's up? And he goes, get your butt in there. And he kicks my knees. <laughs> and, he, and he grabs my elbows. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck is going on here, man. So and we just went with it. We dated for like three years. Oh, and I know. Man. And then I was like, I'm straight. And I ran out. I was like, I can't do this anymore. But it, you get confused. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? No, so I know what I'm I know, saying. Yeah. The answer to that question is you're going to, sometimes you can get like, what the fuck? And you're living with each other. You have two small dogs. You have a vegetable garden. Yeah. You're like, I'm not gay. But yeah. it, it can take a while. It can take a while because oh. it's comfortable. They can, they, it can get comfortable when you're shocked up with a They man. lull you in with the wind chime. You go to their house and there's wind chimes. Oh, yeah. And some of the wind chimes, it's other young men screaming for help when the wind hits the pipe. <laughs> I've been attracted to um there's a guy yesterday. It's crazy, bro. I'm like, where do you get that wind chime, dude? And why does each chime have a person's name written do on it? Do you have somebody somewhere in this house? Is there somebody under the floorboards? How do you need that? Um, That's Edgar Allan Poe, man. Yeah, it is Edgar Allan Poe. Telltale heart, dog. Goddamn right, bro. Hey, orders in the floorboards, dog. Um, Okay, so sleep and water helps. But but yeah, to get back to this man's question, sorry. A lot of men, and look, one thing that's not discussed a lot of times in America is the aggression of... It's always looked at that men, uh, straight men, are the predators in America. There is also predatorial behavior by gay men, mm-hmm. and it is unchecked. There's nobody monitoring it. Yeah. There's nobody. Uh, well, it's kind of on guy crime, so guys are right. But you see how I I I think you can quickly see how women are disgruntled by the behavior of men sometimes by men flirting with them because it happens so aggressively with men. You know. Yeah. That's very true. It's just, it's tough to like, and there's no, and you, and if, and, you go to, if you go to the supermarket at Whole Foods and you're a good looking woman, you know, you're going to be dealing with energy. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like, it's almost like being a celebrity where, you know, all those people want to talk to you and right. they're going to, something's going to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yes. there's going to be, you're going to have to, you're, first of all, you're aware of how you look because you have to be, because they're staring at you. You know, they're going to look for an excuse to talk to you. They know, you know, they're going to try to stop you. It's all that exhausting. It's like being on a de- decent podcast. It's like being on a decent podcast. It really is. I love your podcast, bro. And then they want to take. Yeah. yeah. God bless. But, you know, it's hard, different for women. For guys, it's it like, is. ah, you know, they like me. But for right. women, it's... But for women, yeah, there's more of it's a... It's exhausting. It, I bet it's exhausting. But then you also get dangerous, like guys who follow you and shit. There's yeah. always that danger, I think, for women where men don't have to deal with that men men can always it's just different right if a dude follows you back to your place you can be like hey dude what are you doing in my place yeah whereas women it's more like yeah it's got to be it's probably a lot scarier yeah but it's yeah, getting it's like, if a guy follows you back to your place you know as a guy you can be like well make sure you close the door whatever it is yeah you know? yeah can i get you a drink yeah um can i get you a uh but wait so so aging death. gracefully um, is that what we were talking about? Oh no, you were trying to answer his question. I was trying to answer this guy's question because I feel like this doesn't get talked about enough. 
that there is mans that will do anything to be gay with you. And a attractive, here's what I realized the other day. The hottest guy that a gay male can get is a straight male. I've heard that from other gay men. No, the hottest girl. That's their hottest girl. Like, our hottest girl is like a hot girl. It's like, I got to get a hot girl. The hottest girl for a, for a gay man is a straight guy. Mm. That's their hottest girl. Mm. Turning a straight guy. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, people are like, yeah, it's like, t- first of all, the term turning a guy straight sounds... It, uh, there's a physical fucking element to it. It sounds like a fucking crime. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, it's still a guy. I've seen women, like there was a guy yesterday I saw who was a host of a, he was like seating people mm-hmm. and he was tall. He was dressed so well mm. and he was so effeminate. Mm. He smelled so good mm. and he had short blonde hair and he was just like, he was perfect and he had really delicate features. He was mm. beautiful. He God. looked like a beautiful, he was so androgynous. Like a little, yeah, like a... And he was super nice. And he yeah. had a kind of a very non-threatening voice. And you and I was looking at him and I was like, I'm definitely, I'm drawn to this, this, this might be a man, but he's got so much feminine energy. Mm-hmm. That's that, Rome. That, That's that Roman vibe. Yeah, that you're like, you're like, you know, it wasn't that I wanted to have sex with him, but no. I appreciated how beautiful he was right. as a creature i'd feed him olives yeah i'd never i didn't even know i was like i'm not gonna call him a guy or a girl this is where the gender fluid thing yeah makes sense and that's where we're headed i feel like well i have a theory on all of it like right now we're trying to deal with this non-duality right so right. you know you know the idea behind so so a lot of this this what gender stuff comes from jock derrida who talked about so when you have a you have a dualistic mind most of us have a dualistic mind i do probably well, so i don't know male I female i do you know male female <laughs> reason passion like you know oh lo- yeah i have all that logic superstition yes we break up we break the world up into two the male female yin mm. and yang hot and cold and what Derrida said, I think he was, I think Derrida was fucking the biggest mental masturbator of all time. But what he said was, he said, if you have a dualistic sense of mind, you automatically privilege one over the other. Mm. You automatically are going to privilege male over female, maybe hot over. There's a tendency to privilege. So reason over passion. Be reasonable. Be logical. Don't be superstitious. When we have this, um, uh, be be uh, the mind over over the over the heart. You know that that's always the battle. The mm. mind or the spirit over the flesh. Mm-hmm. So we th- we think dualistically, and so the idea is when you do that, you're going to always favor one. It's it's we are we construct as human beings maps of meaning, and you're going to always favor one over the other. And when you do that, automatically. If you if that's your language structure, there's going to be built-in prejudice. There's going to be a built-in power structure. You understand? Mm. And so, so the idea behind a non-dualistic way of thinking, the idea behind going beyond male and female, for example, in gender, oh. is the idea that that's how you beyond beyond going black and white. You know, the the idea is racist, non-racist. How about anti-racist? The idea is that you will sort of not favor one over the other and maybe there's value in favoring the one that you usually don't favor over the other right you got to switch it up so you fuck with your brain right so that you fuck with the entire power structure right that that would be the idea behind that's what's going on in the universities that's what's going on in the humanities that's what jordan peterson talks about that's why you have this huge fight with gender now 
right? So so now 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 you have it's very interesting because the feminists are having a big problem with the transgender community because for a lot of feminists they're going wait you're saying you're you're a man you're a biological man but you're saying you identify as a woman and so now you're you're trying to be on equal footing with women meaning for example you should be able to compete in women's sports which mm-hmm. means women who are biological get their scholarships taken away because you might be physically just more advantaged you're a man mm. so it's very interesting to see how the feminist movement is grading up against the trans movement. Yeah. It's becoming this whole. It's becoming this whole crazy becoming the debate. Fucking WNBA, dude. yes, <laughs> me, bro, out of the game. Yeah. But no, I feel but it you all because it comes from a philosophy, a French philosophy. It's, it comes from Foucault. It comes from Derrida. I mean, if you look at the fathers of these these kinds of thoughts, it's very interesting. So, so you're saying that like because we got stuck in this old idea of black or white, male or female that now things it's starting to become the picture is becoming like muddier but we're still kind of chained to some of these old ways we are because that's the way our brains work right right? and i don't know if some of it's evolutionary or biological i would imagine a lot of it's evolutionary but but, right a lot of it is evolutionary a lot of it is like us because yeah a lot of the things i hear and read these some days it's like this just this sounds cool. It's a neat yeah. idea, yeah. but it's not going to flow, actually flow through the system that I am made of. Well, when of. you get to the level of detail, it's really hard to implement, right? But I have to say that, like, as somebody who felt very uneasy about all this woke shit, I will say this. Like, I do, I know that if you watch commercials now, it's always mm-hmm. like, a, like it's always a mixed couple, right? So it's like a black man with a white woman, a white woman oh, with totally. a black man. And so, so, there's this there's this this forced sort of diversity inclusion thing Mm -hmm. but what i like about that in a way is that it is kids are growing up with the idea that that's the normal right it used to be with my generation if a black and a white person got married it was already it was always like you like oh you call them zebras yeah yeah and now it's like what what the left wants to do and and I understand it is is kind of try to erase all that from your mind. Yeah, you don't see color and don't even see gender because if you make it an issue, the problem is when you try to do that, you're actually making it an issue. So that that's the trap that you have to get out of. And right. I don't know how to get out of that. But right. I, I do appreciate. I will say that in a lot of ways, a lot of this woke shit is ma- like so. If you're trans, if you're a child and you do have have this gender thing going on, like you're a man but you feel like a woman, I really do believe that's a biological thing. I do believe that there are some people that just are born that way. They're born oh, into a male sense. body. Yeah, they're born it into a male body, sense. but they feel like a woman. <laughs> There's so many and, people. Dude, I used to do it when that Shania Twain song would come on, if I'm real honest with you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would be honest. I would close my door and do the damn... Well, we all have... Foot on the floor. We all, you know... There's, it's all a spectrum. Some people are more feminine, more masculine. Right, and we certainly get caged into what is expected. There's a lot of conditioning in the world for sure. Like, this is the way I'm supposed to be. And so, yeah, I think it's... Uh, well, tech- it's a, There's a lot... It's a, it's a lot to, p- to piece apart. It is. Because, but I think... That what, but what I think is technology and gene editing... And and meshing with computers, if you read the singularity is near, you know, human beings are going to start being able to not only control their own biology, their own evolution, Mm -hmm. but they might be able to control even their own. I don't know if it's sex, but but the idea of transforming into what you actually want to be through gene editing as an adult 
is not far. It, it's not far fetched. It but, just isn't. You will be able to eventually. Right now, the the you, process of turning into a woman is crude. Right. It's hard. It's it, it requires a great deal of, of surgery and things like that. Stirrups. I, all that stuff. I think eventually, what's going to happen is when we have the technology. You think it'll be adjust your genes in real time? Yes. To genetically. Wow. You know, you will be able to genetically morph into the female, the biological version of yourself as a female. And that's not that's not at all unscientific. Now, now we are already going to be. How would we talk about gender now? So a lot of this is almost like this. I always try to look at these big trends as as evolutionarily. It's like it's just there's an evolution to it. There is right. Well, sometimes it's it's hard to like with with media and like them pushing people certain ways. It's hard to sometimes know what is like just where things are going and what is like okay, lead uh, the people trying to lead you over there for like commercial value. You know, well, like that's yeah. a hard thing to notice sometimes. But yeah, I think as like I can't imagine if you could press a button or take a tonic or something. And over like a week period, you'd be like, yeah, I'm fucking, yeah, I'm doing drywall right now. Yeah. But in a week, I'm going to be a fucking, at least an aide in Florida, yeah. you know, a female aide. And you would you know be. what I'm saying? And That's you crazy. Would you would be. And then you see your buddies down there who's doing drywall. He's down there because he got a different job. He got relocated. Well, and you guys just see each other in an elevator. And yeah. you're like, holy shit, But that's shit, already man. happened, but now it requires a great deal of surgery. Right, it's very rudimentary, yes. they call it. Yeah, it's it's physical and rudimentary and i mean it's a real hacksaw jim duggan in there I mean, you basically yeah look and then here you go right here now this this guy <laughs> this this is gabrielle ludwig it recently went viral people try to say this is just happening uh she's playing for santa clara Com uh, community college but it was actually from 2012 but she was a former navy seal oh then. come on <laughs> yeah really yeah the yep. usa today profiled her struggles of being on this team but the, again back but, in 2012 she's, a she's already a, f a, a one percenter when it comes to men biologically right she's physically. six three or six four eight six eight and she was a seal six eight is too tall for a seal i think right and so there's these other girls Covered like in naval tattoos so yeah she first of all she could ex-navy soldier not seal sorry yeah sorry and Professor or Senator, not Senator, um, Admiral Ludwig could easily be some of these women's fathers. Okay, well, how old is, is, is uh, fifty? At the, at the time, she was fifty. Fifty, when she died, dude, she fucking got her dime on and fucking balled out. What is going on here? Like, I to me, I, look, I've long said white men should be allowed to play in the WNBA. <laughs> I've long, and as have I, but that's not a white man; that's a white woman, Theo. Right now, it is. Platformed. But see, but, but here's what's here. I think also a lot of our like. The structure we know so far, like all the rule books are male-based and female-based. Like there's a lot of people that don't want to like – you get stuck in the patterns and of what was – of what the way things have been. It's hard to be like, okay, now we're going to just change it up, you know? Well, but, also, And change but, takes time too. I'm not against it. It's just like – Yeah, but wait a minute. The, 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 if you're a mother uh -huh. and you've dedicated your whole life – to getting your daughter to practice yep, and to get a scholarship because you don't have the money. You need the money. Mm -hmm. And your daughter's really gifted at tennis or she's really gifted at wrestling or she's really gifted or at- Or singing, like Selena. Well, no, singing is not a good example. I'm talking about a sport. She's, okay. She's, she's, she's so got a, a body sport, not a throat sport. Yeah, she's got a scholarship sport. to basketball or track. Okay. And a man, a biological man says, I'm now a woman. I'm not going to get any, I'm not even going to get any estrogen. Mm -hmm. I'm just a woman. I identify as a woman. Mm-hmm. And goes and uh, decides 
to compete and takes that scholarship away from your daughter, you can understand how frustrating that would be. Oh, it'd be heartbreaking. For the mother and for the daughter. Yeah. And also why feminists now go, wait, wait. How wait, we've we, been fighting so hard to get these. How do we navigate this? Right. How, I don't know how to navigate it. The TERFs. Yeah. Trans-exclusionary well, radical feminists. Well, so so then if you bring that up, though, you're called a transphobe or you're... No, 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 no. No, that's not fair either. Mm-mm. We're just trying to solve a problem and bring up an, an issue that is real. So now what do we do about that? Like, what what do you do about that shit? You- I, I don't want somebody who feels different or feels like they're a woman or, a, or vice versa, but they were born another sex. Yeah. I don't want them being excluded. Right. But at the same time, you know, they can't be cheating and just putting a Camaro on every freaking well, ch- you know, chick at at one oh five. That's what's yeah. That but that's kind of what's that's the dilemma, <clears throat> right? And it makes sense because you're making a lot of rules where it's like, okay, whatever you identify as, that's what you can play as. So of course, some people's going to bend the system. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but that's like, a political. That's also an ideological and political stance. So if you can just identify in whatever you say, but that's what it's getting to be. Well, so what? So so then that means that your whatever you you conceive and conceptualize right. is truth. Then this is Derrida. Then there's no truth. So in other words, if we don't have a standard on which we can stand, if there's not a standard that we can more that we can anchor into, right? Just so that we can know that we can distinguish. Of course, life is you have to have that. Well, but 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 no, because there are a lot of there's a philosophy out there, and it comes from Derrida, and 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 that says no, there should be zero categories. It's why the Maoists put everybody in the same uniform mm. and with the same haircut it was the idea of of eradicating literally any distinctions but mother nature is going to have her say in that of course she is you know it's of course she is. and also the number this is what gets me the number of people that it applies to to immediately take that template Very and small. put it against the the Bill, the the major the mass majority yeah. and then a lot of times they try and force it in immediately that's the kind of shit where you get so much rebuttal because it's disrespectful to just force it in immediately i know it's disrespectful also to but it's a little bit more than that buddy if you even talk about this if you even and now if you were to if you had the point of view say you had the point of view that there are two sexes, mm-hmm. or that that your biology is what sticks. Okay, mm-hmm. you'll get deplatformed. Damn. You're considered you're 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 practicing hate speech, and you will be deplatformed from everywhere, including YouTube, really, and, and Patreon, anywhere Damn. else. It's called so we can hate think speech. stuff like that. We can't say it. You're not you're not allowed to speak. You're so where do you to, say it? You just First go what, chisel it into a bench. The somewhere? First Amendment doesn't really exist anymore. Damn, and that's. Very dangerous. Puts up signs saying. It's very dangerous. And nobody, I don't think enough people are talking about it. And I certainly don't think enough people who are pushing this narrative really understand what's what. No, a lot of people are just chasing clout. They're chasing uh, weenie and and vagina clout. They just want all the, they want any type of fucking body, you know, genital clout. But what I'm saying is have a separate 
league for these, for the middlemen of the universe. Yeah. You know? Because, yeah, it's like if if I'm a, a, a young lady who's worked my butt off and is about feminism, you know, like women, we need the opportunity, this and that. Um, and then a fella comes along and he... But you have lawyers on the left who are now calling this they're they're on the left they they fight for a lot of you know they fight a lot a lot of liberal causes i can't remember the woman's name but she's a champion of of she's a left wing lawyer and she's a champion of all these causes the social justice causes and she said she said this is misogyny and i was like damn she said now. it's misogyny if it's a man and if it's a transgender person she was saying that that for men to come into women's sports now like this but these aren't said, men well, she was saying that that these are rooks. biological men who are coming into female sports because they identify that you know they identify as women now. She was saying you know you hear the women on the other side, you hear feminists now fighting that. Right. So it's a fight, man. And Let I just sit back. It. I just I, sit back and I'm like, damn. And then you got science. Put them at straw weight. Look, I say get them at a weight where. Is there a weight class you could get them at if you say specifically UFC? Yeah. Is there a weight class you could get them at where it would be where it evens out a little bit? Yeah, but the problem with that is that you've got a different bone structure and you've got like so so when you're talking about punching people in the face and speed and all that. Yeah. And in, even even they even I think women and men have a different um <clears throat> read on on split second timing. So uh women oh, tend yeah. to hesitate even the the high champions hesitate just a split second. Oh, women will start bitching in an instant. Than than men do. Yeah, and so that's a huge advantage in striking. So you've got so many issues. So when you're talking about women in fighting, you're talking about transgender women in fighting. What stage are they at? Like what stage are they at in their transition? How much estrogen do they have in relation to testosterone? Do they still have the different bone structure? And the different muscularity that, that that gives a man much bigger See, advantage. I think they there should be then a separate league or something. And I hate to separate it, but it's just it's when you start catering to you have to cater to the masses first. It's just I feel like it's where you have to. It's the most people. You know, it's like it's like the same when you get all these people to reconfigure their bathrooms and do all. The, it's like. There's nobody transgender in this town, but you're going to have a news media come here and say these bathrooms are for men only. Well, you know, there's only 11 ways, people in town. People are trying to piss. Yeah, in some ways, that's the strength of this country, though. Like, in some ways, the, the, maybe in, in, in... And I'm not trying to be old-sighted. No, 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 I no. just think you have to, like, yes, you welcome them in and you find a way to do it, yeah. but it can't be immediate. And that's sometimes where I think the media fails us is they want it immediate, they want it now. And Well, I think the better way to put it is that you, you want to protect the marginalized and the minority's rights, right? Right. But not at the expense of other rights. And right. that's the balancing act. So if, 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 you're, if you're trumping other rights or you are discriminating against another group to make room for this new group of victims or whoever you consider to be marginalized right now you're just now you're just moving money from one column to the other but you're not really actually making the world more equitable right you're you're actually so 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 the idea would be if you have to have california if you're a public traded company in california you had to have if you had a board of seven if you had a board of five two had to be women if you had a board of seven 
four had to, or three had to be women. They just enforce that, right? So you have to have women on your board. Now they want color. Now mm. it has to have diversity. So if you are, if you are the board, if you represent the board, you're on the board of a company which makes decisions for the company. Okay, it's a public traded company. Yeah. You now have a diversity quota, and you now have an. This is enforced. I don't know if they got the diversity quota through post, but they did with the female quota. So the board cannot be all male, no matter what. So if you have, so so the idea is, if you're really qualified for the job, but you happen to have balls, you know, and a dick, or whatever, or a certain mm-hmm. chromosome, you are excluded. You can't. Damn. You got to take a back seat. So now, now you're discriminating against men for having, for having right, for well, their biology. Right. And now you have to have a conversation about biology. And if you're gonna have, if you're gonna enforce biologic women are allowed have must be on the boards. Well, now what about, what about gender fluid people? What about are you going to represent and trans that people? is why you relocate to another state where they're not that's what happens right that's because what it's just you don't know how to do business that way because if you have a business and you and you're you're responsible to your shareholders you go wait i want the best people i don't give a shit what they are i want the best people on the on yeah I especially can't. if it's a f- small family business now you got your son cutting his penis off just so he can work at the shop you know what I'm saying? Like, no, but this is publicly traded, Theo. You're going too crazy. Okay, my bad, man. Yeah. But yeah, it's just like, but it just feels like that as a small business owner. You feel like, well, if my business ever grows, I'm yeah. gonna have to fucking, you know, you know, get, you know, I'm gonna have to install a dick on my wife just to fucking make ends meet this over right. here. That's and right. it, but that paranoia in your head as a business person, well, you're like, I'm gonna go to a in, place. The government comes in and forces you to do that. That's yeah. that's mandated. And and so now what you're doing is you're enforcing equality. Yeah. You're enforcing equality of outcome, not equality of opportunity. And what they're doing in Hollywood, if you want your movie to be in, in the Oscars now, being Oscar contender. Oh, yeah, you need to have an amoeba in there. You got to have, yeah, you have to have color in the cast, but you have to have color behind the scenes too now. But it's gotten, so, which look, I think it should all be, I, I kind of believe it should all be based on just the percentages of the people that are in the country. Like, you know, if the if a ethnicity is a certain percent, then that, percentage should be you'd be in trouble with that you think oh my god it's a terrible idea terrible idea because because then 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 you're then again all you're doing is looking at numbers and you you need the people that get jobs should be the ones who are the best for the job right i I agree that's what it is if 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 the most people are great for it yeah if most people are great for the job are are all black women then all black women should be in there right if if it's all asian then all asian i don't give a fuck whoever's best for the job man yeah and have blind auditions the way they did so with with uh, orchestras they were all male so they started just having blind auditions so you couldn't see if it was a man or woman playing that instrument yeah you go behind a curtain and play and you just have to hear guess what Women now represent even uh, more than half of the uh, of the instrumentation in uh, I think the San Francisco Philharmonic and the New York Philharmonic. Oh yeah, you see a lot of those harmonics, a lot of ladies out there, a lot of dimes out there playing mm-hmm. the flute on the uh, yeah. lyre. Do you play an instrument? Uh, what did I? I play a little bit of piano. Oh yeah, yeah, for real. I'm getting me a little. Huh? Uh, I got me a little nice little place over there in. Um, at the moment in Nashville, I got a place in Airbnb. I'm keeping my place here, but I'm getting a nice piano. Yeah, I'm gonna take you. Are you gonna be there uh, March third? I'm doing another live pa- podcast. You are another live podcast March third like at Zany's. Yeah. Oh wow. I know. I, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got to start promoting it. I'll be but there, man. Me and Steve Byrne. We got Travis Trick coming on. We got Jordan Peterson coming back on. Mm-hmm. Oh really? Oh man, I love that guy. Pretty excited about this. Here's a beautiful lady right here, or uh, or she is. This could be a man. I have your Jordan Peterson book too. You do? Yeah. Awesome, thank you. I love that book. 
It's the, he's had a new one coming oh, out. Oh, I got to read that. Yeah. Hey, Theo. Hey, Brian. My name is Marissa. Um, Brian, I know that you speak French, um, and I do a little bit too. Yeah. And I actually saw you in Dallas, and I thought your whole French bit was hilarious. Um, so my question is, quand est-ce que vous avez appris la langue française? Mm -hmm. uh, parce que vous la parlez très bien, et Merci. je l'ai adoré. Ah, et aussi, uh, quand est-ce que vous allez retourner uh, à Tifat K? Um, so in Merci. English, um, I said, when did you learn French? And when do you think you will return to the So thanks, guys. Beautiful lady. Thank you for the question. Yes. I want to say that, young lady. Appreciate you. I was French when I was in Liban. When I was a little girl. I was going to school there. Ooh, um, all right. Je hey. um, yeah, so I went to school in, I went to friend schools in Lebanon cool. when I was a kid. and uh, War-torn Lebanon, huh? That's right. I was in the war there for, for about seven months. We were evacuated to Greece. Ugh. And then uh, I will be, I, I've and already Greece done two episodes. Greece fucking fell apart. Everywhere you go kind of fucking falls apart. It falls apart, dude. <laughs> yeah. Not I, to say that with you right here, but. No, but I was doing some crazy. CIA work. I was, I, was, I was organizing coups. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Dude, Brennan still coups sometimes. That guy is fucking the worst <laughs> vocabulary I've ever heard. He's, He's the only one who, he, him and Boston will talk, but Boston will lead the conversation. It's <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> Boston. I haven't seen. I haven't met Boston. You yet. haven't? No. Oh, fine as fuck, bro. <laughs> take, take it easy. Just no. say cute. Don't say no, fine, no. bro. It's a bit. You're talking about a baby, bro. But this baby is about that life, son. No, no, no. I don't. Oh, this baby's I don't been feel at comfortable with this. This baby's been at pool parties, dude. I'm no, telling you. No, no. The baby's big though. The baby's <laughs> oh, no. got a head on him. The baby's got a freaking. He's gonna be as big as daddy. Oh, that baby is fine, dude. Hey, 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 hey. No, that baby's cute. It's cute. Yeah, baby is. <laughs> I don't like the way you're, no, no, you're dragging out your words, bro. Sorry, man. Sorry. Don't sorry. say cute with like four U's in it. You can't do right, that, bro. bro. And you, you're wiping your mouth right yeah, now, my bro. Lips is getting... I'm not comfortable. Damn. Damn, dude. Damn, man. Yeah, you're right, bro. Thank <laughs> you for the question, uh, s'il vous plaît. She's, she's très jolie, très jolie. Yeah. Mon, uh, right there, look at me. We're trying to have my time. Oh, my God. Over there, over there. <laughs> Trying to get my girl drunk right there. <laughs> no, no, dude. Damn. That's a boy. <laughs> Look. Don't say girl. Bro, don't say my girl. Let him decide. Okay. <laughs> no, bro. Okay, you're right. I did. Bro, I don't know how he identifies yet, but I think he identifies as a boy. At least we'll you gotta see, let, bro. You gotta let the parents decide for the child and then let the child when they're older. But I mean it's like Boston, the best name, the Boston Strangler if he goes in UFC. Boston the Strangler. Best name. <laughs> actually good. Already. Boston the Strangler. Yeah. Um, so we got a new website done, and uh, and I like it. I love it. You do? Yeah, super functional. Yeah, it's that's it. That's it. It's functional, and it's reliable in the sense that if we need help with it, this company is right there to do it, and this company is called Modify. Um, what did they do that's different than the old one? They just added... 
basically all the functions we were looking for to fit our podcast. We can upload video questions, songs, voicemails, and it's all in one spot, and it's specific features we ask for. So maybe if you have a different company, they can put features you need for you. Right. So if you have a company, if you have a design, a plan, something, you need a website, you need some real estate on the web. Well, the group that can help out is called Modify. That's right, Modify. M-O-D-I-P-H-Y dot com slash Theo. And they are basically offering the last website you will ever need. There's no cost to build, no contract, unlimited updates, unlimited supports, custom design, easy editing tools, future redesigns, all for just how much, Nick? I'm actually not sure because I don't have the copy in front of me. $249 a month. Unbelievable. Imagine how much fun you can have with a website that's constantly going to be updated. $249 a month. They did our website, theovon.com. They did a great job, and we know it's in reliable hands. Look, you got to have real estate, and you got to have it on the web, and that's where your business needs to be. Modify.com slash Theo, M-O-D-I-P-H-Y.com slash Theo. Theo for the last website you'll ever need. All right. Dude, we got to get you a hood hat, man. Do you got any lacrosse Wisconsin? Any Wisconsin at all? I mean, I think there's like a is there a DeKalb Dubuque? What is there la la What am I thinking of in Wisconsin? Uh la, la, la Clerk? No, la, lacrosse? No, there's some other place. Fond du Lac? Uh, Ooh, Fond du Lac sounds illegal. <laughs> um, I wouldn't want to be a child growing up there. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Hood Hat is a company that basically you can go to their website and you can customize a beautiful merino wool wool cap that will take that will kind of take your head to the next level. You can pick out um, colors that kind of fit your vibe, fit your hood, basically. So you would do where? Lacrosse, lacrosse. If they had one, I'd I'd rep some of the bigger cities. MKE, a Milwaukee hat. Okay, what about your neighborhood? What neighborhood do you grow up in in Lacrosse? The South Side. I don't know. They didn't really go. (laughs) She might go South Side Lacrosse. Where I'm from, I might go. uh, Let me think. McGee Street, um, or I might just do Covington, Louisiana, or I might do Mandeville. It can it, it can depend, you know. Like, but you can customize it to fit your hood, you know, like. Why make a hat that's just general, Los Angeles or uh, Russia? Get something that's very specific. Hood Hat helps you do it. Just go to hoodhat.com and use code T-H-E-O 20 for 20% off at checkout. Go to hoodhat.com, use code Theo 20 for 20% off at checkout. It's the essence of your neighborhood, the essence of your culture. Fine-tune it, get specific, your street, your block, your hood, wherever you're from, your stoop, your valley, your holler, whatever it is. Hand down, hands down the best snapbacks made from the finest merino wool right here in the USA. Hoodhat.com, code Theo20 for 20% off. And now back to the episode. Thanks, Nick. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah, man, it's... uh. I guess you're right because now the the whole discussion has come back to full circle where it's like the original argument is now butting up with it's just going to become a spiral. That's it's a never ending. So how we figured out in the West we figured out a way around this stuff. 
I mean, I'm not saying the West didn't have its share of all kinds of prejudice and all that, but the West has done a really, at least the West was the first country to talk about it and tackle it head on yeah. and, and, and respect the rights without killing killing people it's a good and point so so the, you know so so but, but but the west the idea the idea I'm, I'm saying we've implemented it very well but much better than any other country the idea is you treat people as an individual mm-hmm. if you, because because if you start categorizing people you'll never run out of categories yeah. i mean if you want to include men and women on the board and that's mandated what about what about people under four feet tall what about dwarves what about dwarves what about um, what about people who have, who are deaf? What, where are we? Oh, gonna we stop need the deaf, this? man. Where are we going to stop this? What about the blind? You, you, you are going to. Uh, what about trans? Are, are, are you going to have? A, are you going to have to have represent every category? You would never run out of categories. Let them keep going, man. Which is why you treat people as individuals, and right. you have a meritocracy. It's the only way at the level of detail to run a society. You can't do it any other way. Yeah. And and when you and also I don't mind if you have a company and you don't even ask people up. I don't think you should ask people their sexual orientation or any of that because obviously yeah, who cares? Well, obviously you don't want to give somebody a reason to discriminate. So don't make right. anything. Right. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like by not. Yeah. It's like everything has just become such a thing. It's impo- it starts to feel impossible to even communicate. <clears throat> and the tough part is that. You know, I say a lot of times that tech tech is the new fossil fuel, you know? It's like bandwidth is the new oil. It's like We're all slaves. Yeah. And We're it's like slaves. we've And it's monopolies, man. They're monopolies. Oh, it's insane. It's absolutely insane. But I wish that someone would come out with an app and but the problem is they wouldn't be able to platform it now that would tell you which companies support which what their beliefs are. That way a, you could start to have dual company, you know, com- people that aren't competition. as competition. Yeah, you can start to have a, a competition where then it's going to be like, okay, yeah, I'm like, I might have some of these beliefs, but also have some of these beliefs. I want to support a company that has more beliefs like I have, you know. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, but then I, I just feel like you, I don't know. Then it would start to affect the company's pocketbooks, and then you wouldn't see so many companies. I feel like be so outspoken. Well, or I'm, I'm threat, worried. Like, I, make their employees feel like they have to vote a certain way or this type. Yeah, of Yeah, like I worry about. I, I wish there were more options for, and there are becoming more and more options for technology. Yeah, there are. There is technology that's that's coming out where you won't be as as reliant on all the massive companies. At least I'm hopeful. Yeah. I don't think that's good for anyone, but I am concerned and i am sympathetic to big tech's worry about misinformation malinformation and disinformation that's very dangerous but you, that's you, always been out there like you could always listen to an idiot i know but say say you have a platform say you say you're facebook okay and and you 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 have a technology that you've invented okay mm-hmm. and everybody's on facebook and all of a sudden the government of a country because mm-hmm. it's worldwide the government of that country says they start planting stories on Facebook that you know are categorically false that are demonizing a minority um, political group Mm -hmm. because they might be the Uyghurs, they might be the Rohingya, they might be whatever in certain countries. Yeah. And you go and you start talking about how how they they kill children or they you do whatever to rouse up the majority in your country's ire, to rouse up their anger. Mm -hmm. And you just start planting fake stories and you get more and more people more and more outraged about this. CNN. Whatever it might be. <laughs> and now you have now you have a vigil, vigilante mob of 5,000 right. that have all been talking on Facebook. Mm-hmm. 
and they decide, let's go kill these Rohingya, right? These Uyghurs, these uh, these trans people, these these Republicans or these Democrats over here, or these liberals or these conservatives over here, right? History is full of that. I mean, the czar in Russia, when the economy and shit was going bad, he would say, you know what? Let's blame the Jews. Let's go. Hey, 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 all you guys. It's the Jews that are doing this. So you'd have mobs of of men with bats and knives, and they would come into the Jewish pales, the, the ghetto, and fucking burn down the synagogue and kill as many people as they could and rape everybody and do all kinds of horrible things. That was the story of the Jew in Russia forever. And that's right. where the Zionist movement was born. The idea was, if this is going to keep happening, we're going to keep getting killed. We need a homeland. We need a homeland. We have nowhere to go because we're always a minority. Mm. So, so what I'm saying is that now with Facebook and with big tech, if you're allowed to spread, inform- if you're really organized about it mm-hmm. and you're allowed to spread information that is categorically false but is also galvanizing an enemy galvanizing people to actually take violent action right like people that trade pokemon cards almost (laughs) but what if they're doing it which apparently they were i think at the rohingya i think in burma or whatever myanmar i can't remember so people were really doing this they were meeting on facebook groups and then for having beliefs and then going out and taking action yes so now so now you have someone like mark zuckerberg what's zuckerberg and all of them supposed to do they're responsible they're looking at the moral responsibility they're looking at the they're looking at all the responsibility they're looking at the financial i mean the, the legal responsibility but it's also just a moral thing but and also it's a problem because they don't know how to deal with that i wouldn't know how to deal with that how the fuck do you deal with that so now you got to get really really kind of uh you've got to get really draconian about it now you got to be like look if you guys are going to start talking about uh, masks that are not being effective, or you're going to start talking about how vaccines are not effective, which, by the way, they are effective. If you're going to start talking about that, and you're going to start spreading all these like documentaries that don't have any basis in science, I'm just using it as an example. Mm-hmm. I guarantee I'll get a lot of shit just for saying that. But but if you keep doing that, right? Um, they have to kind of go. The science is saying this, and you guys are saying this. They, they have to take a stand. I right, guess. but then you're going to be stuck by, by what that person's views of the world are and what they... It's tough. Like, it's, because what if they have a total... Their upbringing is totally... They live from a complete different place. And I think you have a lot of these people are all from the same spot, the same type of tribe and the same type of, you know... Uh, there are a lot of the same just type of people. Ilk. Well, so, so I just did an interview same with... Same ilk. Yeah, yeah same I, I did an interview with Alistair Bostwick. It's on YouTube now. And he's he's a, he was a reporter for Huffington Post, for BuzzFeed, and now he works for Verizon.com, which is he kind of like, you know, he's he's a really good journalist. He just did a crazy video on, on Woody Allen and how one-sided that piece was on, on Woody Allen. I mean, mm. he's basically defending Woody Allen, but, you know, he's a liberal guy. But he said, he was talking about how, I said to him, I said, why is the press so left-wing? And he goes, because most of the people who are in the press are from L.A. and New York and Chicago and the big cities. And they just happen to be younger people who tend to lean left. It's not like a conspiracy. It's that they tend to be socially progressive. And so what you're going to get is you're going to get more people in journalism who happen to be of that. The way he was describing it was really interesting. Right. That makes sense, kind of. Yeah. So like you said, it's the same ilk. If If you have one particular ilk and they're usually educated. 
They're usually super educated from really good schools, and they tend to come from socioeconomic backgrounds that are of higher class. Right. So they have a different, but that perspective of the world, growing up like, like, dude, some of my richest friends have been the absolute most scared about this pandemic. Uh, Smartest friends have been the most scared about this pandemic that it's just ridiculous, you know? Like, so I think there's a level there too where it's just so overkill and so out of touch with what, like, a regular working day-to-day man and woman couple that wants to have a traditional kind of lifestyle. Yes. And then everything is this, but then you have a lot of those types of people who are far left who end up being 40-year-old women who are lonely, who have no fucking children, and who are trying to like, you know, fly down to Barbados to jumpstart their womb somehow on some <laughs> um, fabled machine or something, you know, or wandering around their house and dyeing their hair fucking 75 colors and yeah. fucking sawing their tits off for magic or whatever. Like it just gets so then you have a lot you have a lot of people who are just unspoken for and who feel unspoken for even just to ask questions. That's and right. then that's where it gets really, really spooky. Well, you know, you ever heard the expression weird? So, so. Because I'm not like some right wing Trumper, but also I'm a person who believes I should be able to talk about stuff and ask questions and not feel weird if I want to also say stuff and get something wrong. I agree. Like, how else do you even be a comedian? The whole. But just so scary that you're even having to be careful. Like, we are both very careful right now on a podcast about what we're saying and how we're talking. That never used well, to be. Well, I the have case. to be careful because I don't know what I'm saying a lot of times, too. So my brain is very careful because it doesn't know what I'm talking about a lot of times. But they, like you said, you're allowed to be, you're allowed to get it wrong, right? But so now you have a you have a society of people they feel like they're not allowed to get anything, at least to trial and error. That's right. You have a ton of people that feel that way. Yeah. How does that feel to some? I mean, it's just that's debilitating. That's debilitating to people. It is debilitating. It's awful. It's awful. I mean, it's funny because when they did any experiment they ever did, right? So if you think about like um, anything you know. Frankenstein. Well, no. (laughs) That would be one. (laughs) Frankenstein is a good example. But the man tried it on his brother. Look at Louis Van Gogh. Look at. uh, Do you know what what Frankenstein symbolized? The idea that machines were taking over. Machines were now taking over humanity. Wow. We're having the same talk. A hundred years later, about how machines are going to take over and and make man obsolete. That was something that that Mary Shelley, who wrote that book, was that was the thesis of that book. Like when man meshes with machine, we'll lose our humanity. It's kind of fucking you know, cyclical. But most of the, most of the studies on economics, on social behavior, on social that we all talk about, whatever it might be. Like you know, when you say things like, uh, "Well, most people, you know, most people tend to be more emotional about this." Or, it was all done on what they call the acronym is weird western um industrialized educated rich developed uh people from those countries from westernized educated industrialized rich developed countries so most professors were doing their their fucking experiments on people who are college educated or at least you know uh had had money were from a developed country, definitely like Europe or America. There was never any of it done on people who came from other parts of the world who didn't come from industrialized, developed, educated backgrounds. Mm. So, so much of what we know is is has been skewed just by the nature of how experimentation was done and who is available to do the experiments on. 
You know what I'm saying? So yeah. It's like that. So we we keep running into these issues. I don't know. We keep running into these issues. Yeah, man. Look, it's it's spooky time to be. It's like, is it spooky? It's a great time to be alive. It's the only time that we get that know. we know of right now. I'm scared. It's also it's a it's a scary time. Um, but there has to be. There's always like a way out of things. It's like, I mean, for example, like, you know, you can still, if you shut yourself off to some of the media and you just let it go and do its thing, you can still live a normal, uh, straight life or gay life, Mm -hmm. whichever you want. You don't have to get into the fights. You don't have to engage in it because some of it is out of my control. Yeah. But then also it's like every voice that was even like questioning or anything is is been extremely silenced and that's not good, you know. I don't feel like that that kind of stuff is good. No. That's um, the problem. The the other argument like Sam Tripley and I always have these arguments on Oh, on, I've uh, talked to Sam, dude. Oh, it's great. But we <laughs> yeah. we we have this podcast Conspiracy Social Club and I debunk conspiracies, right? Mm-hmm. He seems to win a lot, but by the way, by the way, if you watch Conspiracy Social Club, I think we may have to move over to Rockfin because they took us off Vimeo. Really? Patreon didn't let us do Vimeo it. took you yeah, off? Yeah, because they don't allow any conspiracy talk, even though I debunk it. Vimeo so did? Vimeo's Vimeo like, should be lucky to have anybody on that fucking thing. I, I know, Jesus. but they took us down because they have a strict policy against it. And I'm like, I'm an anti-conspiracist. I'm, I'm trying to debunk it. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, they're like, no. You know, so I, you know, I, I don't know what they're, I don't know what the practice is. Well, it's are. just become general and blanket, which is crazy because that's the same thing that they, that, that, like, like, kind of left-leaning things say that people are doing about gender and stuff but you're doing it in the term the term words that you use to terminate con- like all anything I'm doing that is pops I'm, up uh, yeah and i'm trying yeah. to in earnest debunk conspiracies oh, that breaks my heart bro and and uh you know so we have to go that's why you got to get a glock dude you got to get your family and go be somewhere i know you know and i think that's what a lot of people are, a lot of people are saying this rat race doesn't even accept me anymore they not only that but they mistreat me on social platforms where I'm even just trying to be a, a regular person who errs and who is human funny, man. and trying to be funny or just trying to be human. Yeah. Like, and it's just a, a lot of it is people who never wanted to take any risks, just sitting somewhere flowing into you know, this. But they're going to always exist though. It's the problem is corporations. The money listens Right. The money, you know, until consumers. That's why you need to get an app that sends people to different places. They they can support companies that also mimic some of their beliefs or at least are open to it. Because then once it starts to affect the pocketbooks of companies, they'll quit the bullshit. How about due process? How about just that? How, how about so 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 you know if if Disney's going to completely cancel Gina Carano for writing Bebop Boop and just and having a clumsy comparison to the Holocaust, which wasn't even that clumsy compared to a lot of people who were on the left who didn't get canceled. Yeah, you know if if you're going to do that, then then until consumers say I'm not I'm not upping my subscription to Disney, I'm not watching Lucas Films anymore. Right. Until they do that, and until Disney sees that that when they cancel someone like Gina Carano. Or they cancel anybody due to due process. They get it. Actually, hurts their dollar. It actually hurts their sales. 
Because right now, they just don't want to deal with any kind of Twitter thing. They, they, but it's so crazy. Who gives a fuck about Twitter? It's just like... They do. Because they don't want to deal with the backlash because those voices are so loud and organized. But they'll go away in a week. Yeah, not not when... But it, it's just... It creates too much bad press. Because what, what does the press do? The press needs clicks. The press... Everybody in the press talking to Alistair Boswick again about this. He's like, it, when, you're a, when you're a fucking journalist... You want clicks. You want to create sensation. You're right. You want right, to right, write. right. It's a, yeah, right. Yeah, you you can't do if you're going to do a documentary on Mia Farrow and, and Woody Allen. You can't take a balanced approach. Nobody wants to see it. They want you want a hit piece the it's way true. the Michael Jackson thing was. You got to you got to come up. You got to come hard from one angle. Right. Because then then we're like, yeah, we got a bad guy and a good guy. Right. So this is and then this is Dustin Poirier taught me this man. He said. This is when that Mike Perry thing came up. Mike Perry had done some things. He was kind of losing his, losing it. He was yeah. going through a tough moment, like yeah. about eight months ago or yeah. a year ago. And I was talking to Dustin one time. He goes, you know, man, I don't click on that kind of stuff. When people send me that kind of stuff, I don't click on it because I don't him. want that in my world. He Good said, I don't want that in my world. I don't want to look at people that I care about or other humans in ways where people are just um, – trying to pinpoint them into one little space or one little moment good for him he just said it's not fair and so since Most then man i've tried to that. stay off of like when people send that kind of shit don't send me that it it's it's like this porn we're we use it as porn yes so as long as we keep doing that yes it's that kind of stuff's going to keep happening and as until, long as you keep rewarding right cancel culture and as you do it by clicks we do that by clicks when you click on it yeah that then you fucking saying I support this even if you don't. That's right. That's what's crazy. That's so right. that's where the weird addiction comes yeah. in. It's like we're just, just. But also like the, like the fact that Disney makes amazing products and my kids love their movies. They're and good when shit, a massive, bro. When a massive company like that, you know, cancels someone like Gina Carano, and we still, you know, we're still patrons of that company. In a way, we're all complicit. Right. And that's, it's so hard to fight, man. It's, it's, it's hard to fight because there's such tech is the new fossil fuel, man. Yeah, that's the oil. What happened with this this country singer who used the N word? He didn't really. I think people kind of galvanized. Did people kind of go, "This is too much," or what happened? He's a. I mean, Morgan's a friend of mine. He was on a podcast. He was on a couple months ago. He used it. He called his friend the N word in the street. He came back and apologized. He said, "I'm going to try to do better." And, you know, the media did what they did. They ripped him up. What got me about that, I mean, obviously, like, it's like he called his friend pussy-ass N-I-G-G-A, right, to a white dude. And I think a lot of white people should be called the N-word. I got called it a bunch growing up. I still get called it sometimes by this dude that lives in the park. The black guy by me will call me it every now and then. I like it a little. I'll be honest. That's who I am. Makes you feel included or something. It, yeah, it does something, bro. You know, like sometimes, cool. no joke, I was walking with a girl a couple weeks ago and he, the guy said it and, he, and I know she didn't hear him and I fucking said, hey, say it louder, bro. You know, and he did. <laughs> and he said it louder, bro. He's a black guy. He can say it, right? He can yeah, like- In a way, you feel like he trusts you and he knows that you're not a prejudiced white guy. Right. Like, he knows I'm not a spy. Like, in, in a way, yeah, it feels like he he's, he's saying something. It's like a term of endearment. For you, like... Yeah, it was like a coat I got to wear for a couple seconds. Gave me a little bit of clout with the dame, you know? <laughs> or the man, whatever she was. I don't know what she's chosen to be. I didn't... I hadn't checked in I'm with glad her. You, you cleared that but, up. But, um, yeah, but what got me was that... And this... And, and, and I'm... Is that suddenly there were news articles that would never even watch Morgan. That was the guy's name. Yeah. That would never even 
and they're they're using it in their titling like the N word, the N word. So they're basically using the N word to get you to go. Of course. So who's really That's using it? Algorithm. One guy who uses it on the street calling his white yeah. friend the N word, or, or the white press that makes money by getting clicks. That's what burn. And it's like, man, it's all like, of them go. Oh, I can get the story now. Awesome. I can use the N word, and now I can get we can get more online subscriptions. There's money in clicks. Yeah. And as long as there's money in clicks and there's money in telling your readers, your echo chamber, exactly what they want to hear and what they believe anyway and already, right. you you will you will continue to to polarize the press. And now you look at anything that comes out of Huffington Post, you're like, I know exactly how they feel, so why am I going to read this? Right. Or Fox. Oh, here we go. But it's like, um, here's a question. But what else is I thinking? I have one more thought on this. But it's just. When they, when, I mean, and he came out and said for himself, you know, he said, you know, what he wanted to say on it. So it's like, it's his thing. But some, I don't know. Sometimes you feel like it'd be, it's just crazy how you can go and buy the, on certain platforms, you can buy the N-word and listen to it. <laughs> you know, you can pay $2 for it. $1.99 for a song and go listen. Oh yeah. You know, it's like, maybe don't make it available to white people. Well, I think that, that this guy somehow got, like, he they, they tried to cancel him, and I think his fans were like, no, we're going to buy all his stuff. And he went. Oh, he'll have the biggest tour in the world in a couple years. His music is just great. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, uh, and he's a great kid. I was at his house a couple nights before the video stuff, and there were black guys over there with him. He ha It's not like, I'm sure. Not I've like seen racist people. Yeah, he's not a racist guy. He's not a racist guy. Yeah. So, and that's obvious to most human people with a brain. Yeah. But. Yeah, but um, intention doesn't matter anymore. It's just consequence. What's this question? I see a guy asking a question. Yeah, let's get out of this. Sorry. I sh uh, and I didn't really want to talk about that, but. It's, it's okay. okay. We're, just, we're covering a lot of bases right What's now. Hold on, fellas. How you doing? I'm sitting here ripped off my gourd right now off some of those good Oregon Derby shires. Yeah. And i got a question for you. <clears throat> You had to give each other three compliments that didn't have anything to do with comedy or a mullet. What would they be? It's a hockey haircut, first of all. That's good. That's a great question. Three compliments that had nothing to do with comedy or the mullet. I would say this. Uh, you want to? Uh, who goes first, Nick? Uh, Brian. Okay. Go. Fine. Go one. Go every other. Fine. I'm your boss, but Brian. <laughs> I would I'm say. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> I would say that you're. Um, I, I I think you have a very original brain, and I love that about you. Okay. And I think, I mean, I'm not allowed to talk about comedy, but it, it it's it's very difficult to separate your. You, see, you have what's called original expression. You're just original. You're an original generally, and that's so fucking rare. And then I think you're um, you're very loyal. You're a loyal fucking dude. And you um, also have overcome something I think most people don't even understand. I mean, I think what you've overcome ha over your family, your mother, and all that, I don't think anybody realizes how huge that is. I don't. And I think that's, that always is going to be something that you're contending with. But the wrestle, you know, it's that Jacob's Ladder thing when, when he wrestled the angel. The angel that you wrestle on a day-to-day -day basis is... What makes and you're winning that you're winning whether you know it or not you win it every day and it's it it actually makes the world a better place so your trauma and I believe it's trauma I really do 
I've, I've watched your old stuff when you were young, talking about your life and your childhood. The trauma that you went through has not beaten you. It has made the world a better place. That's why people love you. And I don't think you would be who you are without, the irony is you wouldn't be who you are without that, that almost impossible thing to deal with, that, that thing that would break most people, and it, you never let it. You just turned it into something very special. So that's my compliment. Those are my three compliments for Theo Vaughn. That's why man. I like him. Well, thank you, bro. That's sweet of you to say, man. I don't um, know if you're going to find three things on me. This is cashmere, though. I don't know if I'm going <clears> to... <throat> I mean, you're such a good expressionist, man. Um, I would say, for one, I would say you're... Uh, your ability to take a moment to give valuable interaction is something that is very rare. Um, I've had a couple moments with you over the years that I can remember. Even one of the first ones going back to uh, at the uh, Bruco when you told me I was asking you something about comedy and you know, and you had a conversation with me just about learning as much as I could, you know, and just, you know, if you'll learn as much as you can, then you'll have so much, so many uh, tools to be comedic from, you know, um, to even things now from growing up to recommending books, um, you know, just different things. If I'm going through like, yeah, sharing stuff like different you know, experiences from childhood trauma and one wanting to like discuss that and needing some support. Um, you know, you actually like, even if it takes a day or something for you to call back or to get back when you do, you give a, some time that's real, um, that really feels uh, valuable and important. And so I don't want to say thank you for that, man. It's really sweet of you. Good. Um, because when I hear you, I hear somebody that it's like a voice that, like a male voice that's educated that I d never <clears throat> just and is like kind of educated but also good at injecting it into the flow of immediate life and so it's hard to do that it's such a skill that so few people have um so thank you i'm lucky to be privileged to see some of that and to experience it firsthand um outside of that i would say probably symmetrical i would say symmetrical probably I would go with that, and Thank it you. doesn't have anything to do with hair. I would say symmetrical. Yeah. Uh, I would say um, supple. Your your vitality for life. I think you stay. You're like a fucking vein. You know, is what you are. You're like keep you're, moving, you, keep moving. Yeah, no matter what happens, keep growing. Keep moving. You're you're Don't a femoral. Stop. You're a fucking yeah. femoral you vein, dude. You're rolling through the big bone. You can't stop. You know what I'm saying? You ain't out here in a damn tarpal. You know what I'm saying? Picasso said. Picasso said. I think he called it sweeping the alley. Like Picasso was yeah. like, no matter what, famine, karate, war, kid. all that. Keep painting. Keep painting. Keep painting. That's crazy. So when he was 90 years old, he was painting on the level he was painting at when he was 40 for real. I went to. I went to his. I went to a, a, a show that he had. It was his work. I think he did it when he was ninety. Damn. And I would listen to the the you know art historian explain what he was doing. <laughs> I was like, this motherfucker is ninety, and he's he was painting on the level that's beyond. Like he was still doing it at the highest level. That's crazy. I was like, if that's the case, if that's where the <clears throat> bar is, man, I I'm fucked. I can never stop. Yeah. But there. 
you know, it's hard. I just hope I'm allowed to. You know, you just keep hoping that you, in one way or another, can can continue to be expressive and continue to do what you love. Yeah, like I never, like I mean, I'm I'm you know it, not an idiot, but I'm definitely I'll be you know I'm I will mill around with idiots, bro, and I will definitely read books I've read six or seven times, dude, and not oh, yeah. know what happened. That happened. That's normal. Okay. Come on, man. But uh, what I'm saying is that. Fuck, man, I forgot about it. But uh, it's it's. You um, said I was a vein. I yeah. was femoral. I was a femoral. Yeah, okay, femoral vein. So that's yeah. two. I think those are two things. I think a femoral artery. Okay. And a vein. I think the difference is what an artery. But is an artery from comes the heart. and goes. An artery is yeah, it's from the heart and it's, um, it, yeah, cause, yeah, you're not like that. Artery is more of like a. A, it's more of a super highway. Yeah, you're a little bit more of that service road. Am I? Yeah, kind of like bumpy, a little bumpy. Yeah, there's definitely some, some, pot, some potholes. There's some potholes. <laughs> there's some zoning issues. You can't be. You can't be a smooth highway <laughs> and be a comic. No, you can't. You gotta right. have. You gotta have all. You gotta have some plaque up in there's that. There's some bitch. left turns. There's yeah, some fucking yeah, yeah, Dead yeah. ends. You got some varicose shit. You got some yeah. backed up. <laughs> yeah, some yeah. backed up like coagulated blood. And there's shit. some plavacid in the fucking. Uh, yeah, stuff. I don't even know what plavacid is, <laughs> yeah. but you gotta have some shit you can't identify. There's big pharma is fucking starting to play a yeah, role in this. What's with the plavacid in there? Like, what the fuck is that? We don't know. We don't know, yeah. but put on your mask because we got to get through this shit right now. Your shit. grandparents are dying. Jim Brewer has this great bit now. He's I just like, saw grandmother's him. dying. It's like he's fucking impersonating a Nazi. Fucking, I love him. I love. Yeah, you know, as you get older, I'll tell you this: I'm a lot older than you, and you get less sure of of uh, any kind of a truth. Really? In a way. Now that's another thing I was going to ask you: How does aging happen? in your beliefs and in your thoughts like what starts to happen you you know i i tend to become more um i tend to become more compassionate for people who have a totally different point of view than i do right wow so i'm i'm a white straight male mm -hmm. right fine i'm not saying you have it easy if you're a white straight male i'm not saying but i'm saying that if i was a black woman if i was uh if i was a Native American from, or an, an indigenous person, a First Nation person from Winnipeg, if I was uh, from a small Indian village in the south of India, I would have a very different point of view. That's true. On the world, on what's right, on what's wrong, on what's fair, what's unfair, on what I was afraid of, what I wasn't afraid of. If I was a black man, for the most part, even if I had money, even if I was privileged with an education. Yeah. If I drove by, I know this, if I was driving by two white cops, okay, maybe not now, but certainly nine months ago. Right. I would have turned my music down. I would have put my glasses on. I might have rolled my window down. Set my wallet on the dashboard. Whatever it is. Right. Right, whatever it is. A little bit like the way we talk now about anything that's that's considered politically incorrect. <laughs> We're now aware that big tech might shut us off. Right. That was what it's like. That's what it was like always. So as I get older and I read more and I and I try to take that perspective of I don't know, it tends to make me a little bit more compassionate and a little less attached to my cognitive beliefs because I know how my brain works. Right. It's from reading. My brain works like this. I'm an emotional creature. So I have a set of beliefs mm -hmm. that were given to me by people I loved, like my mother and my father, like the culture I come from. And media. Like what worked for me and media, right? So I have a set of beliefs like this. 
And so what happens is when you have that set of beliefs, you're going to try to find evidence to support your beliefs. So if you start talking about socialism, I'm automatically going to have an argument because I'm a capitalist, quote unquote, or I'm a free market guy, right? I'm a libertarian. But then I then I'll read a book and I realize that a lot of the basis of what I'm making all my philosophy on is not necessarily grounded in evidence and that somebody over there who has a different point of view has something to offer me, has something to enlighten me on. So this is a process. So I guess what I'm saying is that as I get older, I realize I'm a work in progress. Uh. Don't be too attached to everything you believe i love that don't don't be so sure that everything you know and believe is true okay that's really important and be willing to change your mind based on evidence and be able to see the evidence when it's in front of you well right i agree with you man and i think a lot of and i've even noticed in my own life over the past nine months over the past year i've gotten very a lot of people are very stuck to their what their their beliefs because it's some of it's a safety mechanism yeah they feel attacked they feel like they don't know because the other side's building weaponry over there right? right yeah right so yeah it's like you start to feel um and you feel like they're not doing that so why do i have to you know it's like uh it's interesting how like a lot of that flare has flared up over the past year. Well, there's that- a documentary on Netflix called crack mm-hmm. and remember crack babies. The idea oh, of yeah, a crack yeah, baby. Yeah. Okay. I know a guy that Boo-boo was all Tyson. bullshit. That was all bullshit. There were no crack babies. Crack, crack babies weren't born that way. Most of the time it was a woman, a woman who was doing drinking marijuana, but it wasn't that crack itself was creating a whole generation of kids who are addicted to cocaine. That's not. Oh, yeah. I never heard that. Super... I just heard like if they had a real skinny baby and he had jewelry on. <laughs> but yeah. But again. That's what I always heard. Again, you can you can also add to that black baby. You can also add that black woman giving birth to black baby. Right. So what happened with the crack epidemic is I said, your crack baby's born to a mother who's addicted to the crack. Oh, now, I, I promise you, in every American's, every white American's, at the media, and even movies, like like Boys in the Hood, the woman was holding a baby and saying something like, I'll do whatever it takes right, to I need get crack. my crack. Right. It was a black woman. It mm. was always demonizing a black woman. It's just true. So if you're a black woman in the hood trying to make ends meet, you can't afford to leave a battle zone and you're trying to raise your kids, and there's a thousand other things you're dealing with, and now that's going on in the media. You're being demonized, right? You know, so 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 because that was the narrative, right? And so you'd have a very different perspective on America. Oh, and, I would have. And total... who you were if you were a black woman, especially living in the '80s and my generation, my generation. How the fuck wouldn't you have a chip on your shoulder? Oh, Tell dude, me. yeah. Look, I think about that a lot of times. I think sometimes there's a people don't realize. Like I've talked to before about like. Disney World, like you'd see the the advertisements for Disney World, and it was always white kids at Disney World. Yeah. So if you're a black kid and you're watching that, how would you not feel like, oh, this isn't even for me? You weren't represented in in cartoons, right. anything. Well, but there's some stuff is that's that's not entirely true. Like some of my favorite shows were black acted shows. So yeah. like you know you had Sanford and Son, you had In the Heat of the Night, which had a, a black characters in it. Some of my favorite, yeah. um, Althea Tibbs is one of my favorite characters ever from a from a drama you know they had a lot of uh and what was the one um and i know i'm just saying the one but there was a lot there was the one with the cops there was cosby which was huge Huge. that Um, that did a lot that was like 
oh, look, there's a black family just like a white family. There's right. a black doctor. There's a, they, they, he's in my living room every day. You know, right. that was that whole, that was that, that was an important show in that sense. But I could imagine, yeah, but when I was growing up, there wasn't any black doctors in our town. No. What I, so this is where I get, I get the, un, I get where black activists, where white, you know, activists, where woke people are coming from. If you actually look at the history of this country, just go back 20 years, 15 years. See, I don't, I'm not liberal this way. I'm not like a woke person. I do like fair play, though. And oh, you 100%. Show me, you show I've me always where something's wanted fair not play. Fair, if you show me where something's not fair, oh, I, I go, I'm right there. I'm like, I got it. I get it. I get it. Oh, man, I remember putting a Jesse Jackson sign out in front of our apartment growing up. Like, I remember um, I was a David Dukakis fan. Like, <laughs> I really resonated with a lot I of like- say David Duke. Oh, I used to lift weights at David Duke. Everybody knows that, though. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. You, you worked but, out um, with David Duke? Yeah, he shared a fence. Dude, he used to date the hottest chick at the seafood restaurant I worked at. Is that right? God. You you lived near David Duke? She was hot, yeah. still My folks still share a back fence not far from him. That's hilarious. David Duke. They call him D-Duke around the neighborhood. D-Duke. He's a beautiful little uh, Pomeranian white. I won't say that, <laughs> but... Yeah, that would make sense. Um, Here we but go. yeah, there's just a lot to it, man. There's a lot to it. But yeah, to think that... I think the part that gets me a lot of times it's people it's it's people have now become like it's like people use the woke stuff for clout and it's not even about the argument anymore and then I also start to see I've always thought about like equality fairness I see a lot of like black supremacy Jewish supremacy I see some people uh you know um Indian supremacy I see a lot of, I don't Asian like privilege I don't like supremacy yeah. I don't like it. Anytime when people start to get stuff into supremacy, Marcellus Wiley, was that that guy's name? He had a great quote about it a while back. Um, that's the part where it starts to make me feel angry, bro. I don't like any type of supremacy, bro. Like, um, it just, because then it's not about everybody anymore. Well, you're assigning something called group guilt. What you're doing is you're saying that entire group is guilty. And if you do that, we know how that works out in history too. Right. Because when you when you assign guilt to an entire group just for their color, just for their gender, just for their uh, socioeconomic know. background. Yeah. Now, if you do that, just remember that you can. That's a double edged sword. You can turn that sword on the other group just as quickly. Yeah. If you do that to that group, when you're done with that group, you're next. You know. And and so and and what happens is if you have group guilt then you usually have to have a group that rectifies that guilt. Mm. And one need only look at the world today, forget history, and see how that works out for people who are assigned group guilt. They're killed. They're jailed. They're put in concentration camps. Wow. They're, they're quote-unquote marginalized in the worst way possible. So let's all be careful about that shit. Yeah. That's why that's the problem with identity politics. That's why I'm very – now, one thing I'm not on the fence on is I am very against identity politics. I think it's fucking the worst. I don't even know what it is. It's the idea that you are, you are, you are essentially breaking people up into their groups and you are assigning guilt or you are assigning victimhood to varying degrees to different groups. Mm. I mean that's, that's what you do. And those groups that have traditionally been in a position of quote-unquote supremacy – or in a position of privilege, have to take now a back seat or whatever, or are like or give me are, an example, you know. so I know what I'm. Well, well, the idea behind um, 
identity politics would be, you know, we have, even when you start talking about the black vote versus mm -hmm. the Asian vote versus mm -hmm. the white vote, you're already creating groups. You're already saying that you're already creating a monolith. You're suggesting that black people think the same. Oh, like I see there what you're are, saying. That yeah, it's hard not to do that. As diverse as it gets. Right. But also when you start doing that, when you start, when you start saying we need a quota, we need representation from this group because this group has been left out. You're playing a form of identity politics because when you do that, when you when you privilege one group over the other, or you start detracting just based on group, not based on skill, mm -hmm. based on biological attributes, you have to have an enforcing mechanism. You have to have someone at the top who has the power to make those decisions to enforce those decisions mm. that is a that is a that is something you must do through force you must do at the end of the day at the barrel of a gun damn because that's what the state does if i say no they say yes if i really refuse to move you get dragged out by officers of the law right they happen to have guns at the end of the day, there's no way to do that without some form of coercion, some form of force. When you do that and you and you and you demonize one group or you start to say this group is a victim and this group has to pay for that. What happens mm. is you're going to push people, you're going to really push people into groups. What you're going to do is you're going to create the the you're going America will become what a prison yard is. What 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 a what a state penitentiary becomes? Mm. Where you got the Aryan Brotherhood over here, you got the Southern Mexicans, you got the Northern Mexicans, you got the Black, you got this whole thing over here, and and all of a sudden you create, and now you're now now the only consideration is color, and you have people that are so obsessed with color, it's like they should be in art school, they should be in art school making studying oil painting, yeah, oil. because that's the only criteria. Mm. And so it's a very, again, it's a very rudimentary, very dangerous game to Damn. play. And I, I don't, I'm not nearly as articulate about this. As no, it's, like it's helpful. Jordan For Peterson. me, it's great, though, because it's good because it's like, yeah, this is good practice. Because Jordan Peterson, it's like, damn, it's like somebody just beat you in the face with a fucking library. Yeah, he's been talking about this. You know, I did, I did the first podcast with him. Really? Well, yeah, that's when Rogan called, texted me and said, um, your podcast with Jordan Peterson was great. He had he had just heard about him, and I did. This you podcast. and Jordan Peterson were on Rogan together. No, I did the first podcast with him in our group. No and way. Rogan, Rogan then put him on. Dang, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. How about that? Wow. Yeah, man. And it was so great. I love. I've done three podcasts with him. I think. So it's such an honor. I, I love that guy. Yeah, I feel pretty excited. I'm trying to think of good questions, like just to ask, and just things that I'm like thinking about. Just and read also the book. Things that I'm scared about. Yeah, I'm gonna read the book. Yeah. But also just things that like I'm just worried about and or just like just looking for sometimes guidance, you know? Yeah. Sometimes when you get someone that has more experience, what I like to try to do sometimes is get some guidance. So how do we how do we stay away from identity politics and stuff like that? What can we do? And how do we stay funny? What can we do to stay funny in a time like this? You have to fight back. You have to um you have to recognize, first of all, where identity politics came from. You have to recognize you have to recognize what the other side that pushes that stuff is trying to do. You have to have you have to have better ideas. You have to remember that what has worked for the most part with the West and what other countries have not done is that they treat people as individuals. Okay. You treat everyone as an individual. 
you treat when someone comes in for a job, whether they are trans, whether they are black, whether they are Native American, whether they are straight white guy. India. I want to see what you can do. Let me let me try. And it's very. And what they'll tell you is there's unconscious bias. Okay. So they say if you're white, you're unconsciously going to be biased towards someone who's white. Okay. Fine. I don't know if that's now, true. Well, sometimes. I, I don't either. But 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 this is the new thing. So you have anti-bias training. Here's the problem with anti-bias training. Here's the biggest problem. So the idea is you have some expert who's oh. taking some classes in the humanities. And, and, you know, and they come in and they apparently are the experts on how to teach you about your unconscious bias. Okay. Oh the idea then would be you take a class and now you don't have an, uh, either you don't have unconscious bias or you're aware that you have unconscious bias. Okay. okay. All good. The problem is you'll never take unconscious bias out of a human being. And by the way, unconscious bias is very important and a very good thing most of the time or yeah. some of the time. Yeah. Why? If somebody has shifty eyes and clammy hands. I'm not fucking loaning you money or I'm not going to hire you for the job because you're sketchy. I can't explain why, but you give my gut, you give my gut, my intuition, uh, the notion that you ain't no good. And and I need that because that's how I keep my money. That's how I keep safe. So I'll that's how I keep my family safe. Yeah, well, that's how women keep from fucking keep stay stay safe when they see a guy who's t- something something's over there. So my mother told me that one time. She goes, I, "There was a guy, and the way he was standing, I knew he was he was looking to get jump me. Mm-hmm. I knew he was looking to rape me." Oh yeah. And so my mother was like, she just she got a bad feeling and turned and walked the other way, mm. and blah blah blah. So so we need our unconscious. Bias. Yeah, you can't walk into a dark alley filled with people like bad wolves <laughs> and just be like, maybe they're good wolves. You yeah. know, the guy at the at the at the meeting said maybe they're good wolves. Give them a chance. One of them is loading a yeah. gun and chiseling your name into the side well, of it. This is where critical race theory comes in. This is the, this is all comes out of the same idea that it's not enough to be not racist. You have to be actually actively tearing down the institutions that have given us the longest standing democracy in the history of the world. You got to start tearing down institutions. Dude, I grew up like around- Like the nuclear family apparently is bad now. Yeah, what? that's insane. And that's what's causing a lot. I mean, a lot of it is people don't have any faith anymore. There's nothing, there's nowhere to turn. We could go into all of it. It, right. Yeah, it's it's being talked about at least, and even even a couple of knuckleheads like us are actually talking about. It. Fuck this. Let's but get back I didn't. To I wanted to get into something funny. I fucked up. No, no, it's all good. This could be funny. I don't know. Okay, here's a guy right here, and this guy might be black, might be white. This dude might be Jehovah's Witnesses. He's a composite man. What up, Theo, Brian, Bry guy, the original kid, Callen. Gang. Yeah, Bry. You just saw one to know, probably. Um, you spent a lot of time away. We all, me personally, missed you. I'm sure a lot of other people did too. And I think we're just all really curious. Like, what did you do during that time? Like, I, uh, what happened? Like, give us an update. I think we're all really wanting to know how you spent that time. Gang, gang. Yeah, what have you been doing, Ryan? Great question. Starting a podcast with Steve Byrne, Big and Hungry podcast. Big and Hungry, yeah, which I was on. Yes, you were. Yes, which you is were. awesome. Drops every Monday. When's our episode coming out? Uh, I think I think this Monday. Okay. And it's fucking hilarious. Okay, you killed cool, it. Cool, cool. And Thank then you guys we for got, having me on. Yep, that's Big and Hungry, anywhere you find podcasts. Uh, I've been doing Conspiracy Social Club with Sam Tripoli <laughs> twice a week. And that's been interesting because now we might have to move over to another platform. Rockfin, because we too hot. We too hot. Yeah, we too, too hot, hot for, hot for Vimeo. Yeah. But that's good. Maybe something like Rockfin starts up. Yeah. I wish we would all start our own platform, but yeah, 
you know? And I just kept, you know, I was dealing with a lot of shit, so I just kept, I worked out every day, and I just... Did you? Yeah, and I just be, tried to become a better father, and, uh, you know, I was I was going through a divorce, but that, that ended very amicably, because me and my ex get along really well, and we we, uh, we raised the kids together, and, and we didn't need, like, a, we didn't need courts, and, you know, the, we, needed, we needed, we needed, we did some lawyer stuff just to, because it's detailed, but other than that, we were, we, we, we did it great, and I'm proud of that, and I'm proud of her for that, we, 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 we ended it really, really well, because the kids are our priority, and then, uh, and then, I don't know, man, I just fucking, I brushed up on my kung fu. Did you? Uh, yeah, dude. There's something about that staying physically active, how important, yeah. uh was that man it's called communicating with your body that's what you do so when you do a sport or you do anything you're communicating with your body you you you, you know it only gets harder as you get older oh right? yeah yeah but that's almost the point like embracing mm. the suck you don't have to work out an hour dude you can fucking lift for 20 minutes and kill you so i worked out for 15 minutes yesterday i'm sore as fuck yeah. but but the way you do it is is what matters but then you do a sport get good at something man i always say this to people if you're young Get good. I don't give a fuck if it's salsa dancing. If you get really good at salsa dancing, it will open up a whole world for you. If you get really good at jujitsu, if you get really good at the flute, I don't give a fuck what it is. If you get really good at anything mm-hmm. that, that requires like practice on a daily basis, the answers lie there. Yeah, and then you're going to come in contact with other people who have gotten really good yes. at things. And you're going to be introduced to so many more things then and some and you're going to learn from the best it's just there is something that's so valuable about, about just having spent some time doing things man i've been trying to get into jujitsu more you know um and i'm really enjoying it i'm a white belt currently mm-hmm. white belt white belt nation white belt nation yeah. dude also hard scarf club and um i uh i'm looking to compete maybe at some point that's great i don't know if i'll compete this year yeah but the hardest part people don't realize at my age, I have to do yoga probably four times a week yeah. to stay in enough of a s- comfortable physical space yeah. to then be able to go even to the jujitsu class. So it's like there's so much that has to happen outside of the place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I started eating liver, uh, liver crisps, like liver jerky. Yeah. To get my, I mean, I'll fuck, dude, I got a damn menstrual cycle in the back of my throat half the week, dog. I'm fucking ready to go, son. Let's fucking eat, go. Straight huh? up carnivore. Oh, I could spit in the air and a fucking wolf will show up and catch it. I'm ready to go. Yeah. So yeah. I've been trying to challenge myself a little bit more in that space. And then, yeah, some of that learning in jujitsu, it takes like the anger that's inside of me. It takes it out oh, of my yeah. body Fuck to be yeah. trapped by another man or young woman <laughs> and not have any fucking recourse except to scream into the fucking abyss. As they're, as they're imposing their will on you. Of a fucking gym where yeah. people are laughing you at me. You can't breathe. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, look at Theo Vaughn getting tapped. Yeah. It's so good for you, though. Look at him getting tapped by this bus girl from Olive Garden yeah, over man. here. Yeah, man. It's so good for you, though. Shit like that where you're not... I think that's the best thing you can do for your comedy. Oh, it's great. You practice shit that you're not good at, and you're having to like readjust your neural pathways and stuff. It's like doing LSD, man. All of a sudden, you're going to be thinking about shit differently. Yeah. Like, you're just not comfortable. Yeah. Being comfortable... Comfort might be the wolf at the door. Comfort... Look, we've said it on oh, this this podcast before. Comfort will be your coffin, man. It really will. <sighs> and it's crazy to think that. Yeah, it is. Um, really you know. Is. And before we go, yeah, I, like I was a little bit nervous about having you on just because I know you kind of been through a lot over the past year. Has it been tough to like, um, has it been, what's it been like for you, man? Terrible. Has it been? Yeah, the worst. Yeah. Because you can't fight back. 
there's nothing you can do just the way it is and like I, you know it's very interesting because you get ready for whatever come what may in life right and then something comes along that you don't even know how to fight against how the fuck do you fight something like that how do you do how do, how in the world do you when you never in a million years thought something like that would happen in a million years because you've tried to live your life the best you know right helping everybody and i don't know i can just only i i'm not a, i'm not spiritual enough but you got to just kind of figure out how to pivot but it's real and it's got lasting consequences and it's it's true destruction but the question is who are you in destruction who are you when chaos hits who are you when everything is taken from you that you've built over 30 years and um i don't know but i'm finding out you know at least i'm tough at least i know who the fuck i am and 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 you know that's the other thing i've talked to people who've been through this and one of one of a dear friend of mine said the the good news is you know who you are and you know what you've done and you sure as fuck know what you haven't done and that's what's kept me going mm. that's why i keep moving that's why i'm not quiet about things because i know who i am and I'm a good person and i've done everything i can to try to make the world a better place and i'll keep doing that the biggest thing is not letting it take the funny away from you that's a motherfucker my uh -huh. biggest accomplishment has been i i wrote a whole hour in this insanity and i was funny and i did a good fucking job and i'll keep doing that you know that that's that's been you know when you can suffer well suffer well wow. suffer with dignity and suffer productively and criticize by creating keep criticizing by creating don't criticize by complaining don't criticize by you know well this person did that to me that's always going to exist i just got hit okay now what that's good for me to hear man because i do that sometimes i'll fall especially in this past year and i think a lot of us have we've fallen into the complain and the fear and this the outburst and the speak but yeah to be able to stay creative um that's it man was there ever did has there ever been any like actual court case or anything that's followed no. up from the no. accusations no not at all okay not at all and uh because you're talking about an accusation that was is 21 years old dude this is somebody I don't want to get into the details, but this right. is somebody. That, yeah, and I'm not trying to get you into well, no, it. I just is, wanted to is, know. This is somebody I, I mean, it's insane. I don't know what happened, and I'm not interested in speculating on that. Um, but there was never like a, there hasn't been like a court case. There's not like no, a. No, because absolutely not. Right, well, that's two well, first things. All, there's one first thing. All, if, ready for this? I didn't do it. Right, right, right. There's, there's always that. The good news is right. I didn't do it. And that's, right. that's, and. Oh, I mean, you know, I, I'm always hesitant to say this, but the number of women, and I put it in a Dropbox, and I sent it to my lawyer and my, my publicist, the number of women that have been in my life over the past 25 years that reached out without me doing anything. One of, a couple of them are high profile who've gone through this stuff with Harvey Weinstein. Wow. The number of women that actually reached out to me and said, I can't believe this is happening to you was so heartening to me. Mm. I put them all, all the texts. These people I hadn't heard from for 10 years, 15 years. When you hear from that many people, and, you know, and yet to I, hear I, I put it all in, a, I have it all saved. Right. I have it all saved. I have it all saved. It's pretty devastating. It's pretty cool to have that many people that you never even reached out to reach out to you. Then you have some people you haven't talked to in, 10 and 15 years and say hey you're a good guy like i can't believe this is happening to you in a, and i'll be a witness for you wow. you know that's like you know that that's that's what i hold on to those yeah. kinds of things 
But sometimes when somebody writes an article, it never goes away. They just, you know, your reputation in many ways is destroyed in certain circum- circles or, or it shuts off your ability to do anything in certain facets. Right. And so, okay, that happened. Now what? Now what? Let's move forward. Yeah. But I'm never going to shy from it. I'm never shying from it. And I'm never going to hide. And I'm never going to put my head down because I know who I am. And I know the truth. And that's, and Jordan Peterson says, in chaos, all you can do is tell the truth. Damn. And, you know, and that's what I said to my fucking, the first thing I said to my lawyer and my publicist, I go, I need to know that you guys know that I'm innocent. I don't want, I'm not, I don't want a hired gun. I don't want anybody who doesn't believe fully that that this is, you know. And so I, I provided them with the evidence. But that's okay. Well, I'm sorry for not being brave, like just trying to be braver to be more no, supportive. No, it's think- not your job. That this is a very scary time. So I'll stop you right there. This is a very scary time for everybody because if they can come for me, they can come for anybody. Well, I just wanted to be able to, at least to be able to have a place where people can be heard, whatever they're, to have a discussion or just to be, to be heard about like, yeah, it just felt like you'd never ha- even had a chance to be heard in some no, ways. No, you you're not. You're not. You know, it's it's just it's it's we have built a world where due process doesn't exist. We have built a world where, like it or not, and there's arguments on both sides, where allegations alone ruin everything. Allegations alone destroy your life, and that's a fact. And and you know, I always I really that's wonder. Spooky man. Well, it's 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 not good for anyone. It's not fucking for your Halloween, son, man. It's not for your brother. Not for your father. Not for your friend. It ain't. And, and again, I always say this, you know, if you want to build a world like that where there's no due process, where the court of public opinion can destroy your ability to feed your children, you're next. Yeah. I always say that. So, you know. Oh, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I just don't see how that ends. I don't see how that, that ends well. Um, well, it just gives all the power to one side. And that's an imbalance of power is never good. So we're, we're, we're trying to figure it out. We're all trying to figure it out. Well, yeah, I appreciate you being here today, man, and making me feel, you know, and just, you know, talking to me about it and, and also just talking about just whatever, man, you know. I love I've always ins- I've always felt like you've instilled power in me, man. As really? A, yeah, I really do. Well, I believe in you, and you're worth it. And I always tell you that when you get down on yourself, you're fucking important. You're important, my friend. You, this, the shit you do. It's so important to people. You know why? Because they laugh. And you know what happens when you laugh? You know what happens when Theo Vaughn makes people laugh? They forget they're human. They forget they have to go to the bathroom. They forget they're broke. They forget they hate their job. They, they forget that they are uh, that their, their girlfriend's cheating on them. They forget that they were abused. They forget it all. Because when you make people laugh, people just, they forget that for a second. And, it's, and, and they forget that they... Uh, have to even sleep. I appreciate you crying over it because it's 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 important that you hear that. You are important. Thanks, bro. Your job is important. Well, so. I appreciate you always making me feel important, bro. Yeah, man. And thank you guys, man, for just even letting me start doing podcasting, man. You yeah. Know? You were undeniable. How the fuck we how how are we gonna deny you? You're just too undeniable and you put your fucking time in, man. How much? How many years did you put in, including it. your childhood that made you the comic that you are? So oh just, yeah, if you include childhood, dude, a decent amount of years, dude. The bed wet until thirty. 
Well, if you include the fucking night shift of changing my own sheets. That's bro. why you wear those diapers. That's oh, not sexy, dude. bro. That's bro, not sexy. I remember at one point I would take a fucking like a uh, towel or sheet or something and wrap it around, make this big diaper, and stuff as many t shirts as I had in there. So when I pissed again, it would just absorb it and I could still just stay asleep. How long did you wet the bed for? Oh, easily. No joke, 30 years old. Oh, is that right? Yeah, man, I just was a, just a traumatic sleeper. Yeah, bro. I was just fighting fucking Fuck. dragons. Yeah, man. People are like, you're going to piss? Like, yeah, I'm going to fucking piss now. Dude, I'm fucking battling a fucking orca with long arms, bitch. <laughs> it was, comics are so special and unique. It's so interesting. Like, comics, like, what what, what It was the dark arts. Dude, I remember I used to wake up in the middle of the night because I remember hearing that animals could get you at night. Animals could get you, could get other animals if, if they hadn't urinated in an area. Yeah. And I would piss around my bed in a circle from my bed to keep the fucking animals away. Goddamn right, and it works, man. Yeah, that's, and there's nobody checking in with me to make sure everything's okay. That's a golden ring, Nobody bro. coming in my room and noticing that there's just soggy spots yeah. in the fucking floorboards. It's a golden ring. Yeah, it's a golden dude. ring. Keep snakes away. Yeah, dude. Roaches, kept, black kept widows. all away, bro. Yeah, man. God, yeah, what a fucking battle. And vampires. I think piss keeps the vampires away. If you're, if you're a righteous <laughs> yeah. man, if you're a righteous man, you piss righteous. Even vampires go, this piss smells good. This piss, piss smells like it comes out of a... Of a man who does good, a man who hates himself but puts out good in the world and makes other people feel that they're that they're they're okay, makes them forget they're human. Well, we keep doing our best, man. Yes, sir. We keep doing our fucking best. I appreciate bro. you, brother. Yeah, man. I'm glad to see you, uh, big and hungry. You guys can check it out, obviously. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the pioneers of podcasting right here. I'll be in Jacksonville, Florida, Comedy Zone, um, March four, five, and six. Zany's March third for the live podcast. Um, uh, maybe, man, where, where Theo Vaughn will be uh, down in Nashville. Yeah, maybe I, I'll pop through it I'd there I'd love again. that if you came in. Damn, that'd be good. And then we got, um, I got Omaha, Nebraska, uh, March 11, 12, 13. And then I got Huntsville, Alabama, March Ooh. 25, 26, 27. I think that are those dates, yeah. Really? Stand up live. Have you done that? Uh, Yeah, I've done it. Yeah. It's great. It's, it's great. It's right. It's not far from Nashville. It's, yeah, it's a good club. I like that green room. Yeah. It's right there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. All right, kids. Thanks, man. God bless. Now I'm just floating on the breeze, and I feel I'm falling like these leaves. I must be cornerstone. Oh, but when I reach that ground, I'll share this peace of mind I found. I can feel it in my bones, but it's gonna take. A little time for me to set that parking brake and let myself all wild shine that light on me. I'll sit and tell you. Damn, they're gone, I guess.